Hello, Warhammer fans. Welcome to episode 63, a Realm episode of Realm and Ruin, mm. a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer that this episode comes with a code to view us digitally in our app. <laughs> uh, we don't have an app. <laughs> no, one day. <laughs> one day we're really maybe. successful. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we have an app. It's called Discord, um, but we yeah, share it with but... many other people. <laughs> I'm your host, Matt, and joining me as always, a guy that is the Gilliman to my Yvrain, it's Cameron. <laughs> How you doing, mate? I'm, I'm touched you feel that way. Have you told your wife? And do I have to tell my partner? <laughs> well, it was, it was a matter of time. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Absence makes a heart grow fonder. And man, I've never actually met you. So, uh... Well, you know, keep the meat on the internet, Cameron. <laughs> we yeah, did. it's true. Oh, God, it's very true for me, actually. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing... Uh, the long stories. Um, but yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Thank you very Good. much. Um, now, I want to jump in right at the start of the episode so that I know my duties here are fulfilled. Okay, raise your hand if you hate cancer. I hope everyone just put their hand up. Mm-hmm. My good friend, Michael slash Kurgan, he's the manager of my local games workshop store. You have heard me sing his praises many times on this show. <laughs> he's a wonder. He's, he's a joy. He is raising money for the Cancer Council, which is a, an Australian organization that donates to cancer research by doing something called a Relay for Life on the 17th of October. Uh, and he asked me if I could give him a shout out to see if we can get any more donations or some people to come cheer him on. I obviously don't expect anyone to travel to Perth to do that, mostly because we won't let you in. Um, it is it is not the time to be traveling. Uh, but if you're in Perth and you'll listen to this, go cheer him on. If you can donate, it would be massively appreciated. Every cent goes towards cancer research in WA. It is a wonderful thing to donate to. I've had plenty of cancer scares in my family over the over the last few years i know probably everyone has it's a really good cause i would really appreciate it if you could at least consider donating uh there will be a link in the show notes uh so go donate to the team called a slice of pizza (laughs) (laughs) amazing that is that is the team name they will be running on saturday the 17th of october (laughs) excellent fantastic cause now that's amazing and and i think yeah if anyone anyone listening if you can help that out it'll be much appreciated to them and i think as well especially in this world where at the moment you know the world's a bit all over the place still there's a lot of negativity and things like that so i think you know if you can do something positive it's Mm. always a good thing so no worthy cause i hope they do well so fantastic cool Mm. right uh what else can we talk about uh obviously the usual uh gubbins which is we have a lovely discord server which as always everyone is free to join a uh, big shout out actually to some of the people on our discord who have featured on the warm community uh, mm. twitch stream recently was it yeah. the hobby roundup i think they call it isn't it yes yes we've had quite a few recently actually we have. <laughs> yeah it's we've we've done we're representing at the moment mm. I, we had a mm. few caught off off, on the bounce really didn't we so mm. happy days to to those guys big congratulations and but obviously you know even if that's not your thing come along and join like i said we're a real friendly bunch on there we've got loads of things going on we've got some uh regular hobby chats that started appearing now on a often on a saturday night potentially depending on obviously how the week's going obviously we've got our tabletop rpg sessions like we're about to finish soulbound but then we're going to move on to wrath and glory we've got our crusade if you want to join that 40k 
where you can play on tabletop simulator with some of the guys as well so yeah we've got a lovely active community and i said if you want to join it the link will be with all the other links on how you can (laughs) check out stuff to do with us yes just stuff (laughs) put it as that so uh another little last bit of admin before we move on to the hobby is uh We've got only six more episodes, six more main episodes mm. at least of this year um, before we go into 2021, which is quite scary. So that will be basically uh, three Realm episodes, if you include this one, uh, two Ruin episodes, and then uh, the final you know, 2020 wrap-up show that we'll do, which will be yeah. up to the last episode of the year. So oh, for man. the two re- uh, Ruin <laughs> episodes that we've still got to come, yes. Uh, if you remember, I think we mentioned it last episode that we did, mm. we put a vote on there of what we were yes. going to talk about AOS or in this case, Warhammer fantasy related. So we're going to do an overview of Vlad von Karstein, which will be really cool. Mm-hmm. And for the discussion, we're going to be talking about, uh, all the 40 K start collecting boxes, similar to what we did last oh, episode. Boy. Hope you're ready for a two hour discussion topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just <as> and, uh, for the, other ruin episodes that'll be in november i believe then Mm. we will be covering the infinite and the divine which is the new book that is about to come out in regards to necrons so again you've got a heads up if you want to if you want to you know talk or listen to that episode about spoiling things you've got a bit of time to read it we're giving you a lot of advance this time Mm. so yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) month and a half even I know. Wow. That's the most advanced we've ever given on anything. Mm. (laughs) We've actually got a plan for the rest of the Mm. year, which is quite nice to see. So that's that. (laughs) Right. I think it's that time, Cameron. I think it's Mm -hmm. time to talk hobby. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) let's... (laughs) Uh, right let's, t- <laughs> let's let's talk hobby uh right so as always let's kick it off with a discord question the first of two today and this first one comes from martin p and he says if you could have any piece of tech or equipment from 40k to use in day-to-day life what would you pick and how would it affect life for you mm. Mm. Yeah, all right. Well, shall I uh, jump in? Yeah, go for it, mate. Cool. Uh, this is actually a very serious response oh, okay. uh, to a to a seemingly innocent question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I probably have mentioned various bits and bobs on the show, but uh, I have a very damaged right eye that basically doesn't do anything except peripheral vision. I also have IBS, which for those who don't know is irritable irritable bowel syndrome. It's not mm-hmm. fun. It's not great. No. Uh, in real life, I've had a hell of a week with it, <laughs> um, okay. but that's just, that's just life. Uh, so I've picked either bionic viscera or a bionic eye because right. they're both things you can get uh, yeah. in 40k. So I want to either tear out my intestines and replace them with a handy little fuel converter or tear <laughs> out my right eye and replace it with something that can actually goddamn see. Um, quite frankly, <laughs> either of these would improve my quality of life so massively. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, I was thinking about it, like, oh, I could have, like, a displacer field so I could just never worry about being hit by a car or anything yeah. like that. And then I, went, then I went, wait, no, actually, something really useful I would use every day is just 
you know, not having to deal with my body, trying to in trying to uh, interfere with everything I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it's a, it's almost like you feel like you're in a in a forty k sweet shop where you sort of like mm. out of that, out of that, and then you realise you you end up being something out of like I don't know. Uh, what's it, Blade Runner or something like mm. that? Where you just like you're just all, all or Deus Ex, where oh, it's all bionic. I'm ready and for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring ready. on that cyberpunk <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm failing. Um, <laughs> the the other thing I might choose is still a bionic upgrade. Technically, I I I'd mm. like to try out a nospheric uplink uh, that oh, the yeah. Atmec use, so I could just yep. wire my brain up to the local Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd I be think cool. that would be fun. It'd be interesting. Um, I don't want to use the one Elon Musk is currently making just in case. I would rather have the one <laughs> where if it starts messing up, I can just pray at it until it yeah. fixes itself. <laughs> yeah. To be, to be fair, I think if I had that, I'd use it just to get coffee from downstairs. I mean, mm. <laughs> I'd buy oh, some be so downstairs yeah. <laughs> when I'm working up in the office. That'd be amazing. Or caffeine, mm. I should say, if we're talking for yes, okay, because yes. they don't call it get coffee. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. No, I like. I think mm. that, yeah, solid ideas. Yeah. Any, any anything else on your shopping list? Um, it's basically all all bionics. I could replace my right arm. I could get rid of these <laughs> knees. It's it's very sad. I'm only 26, and I'm like, oh, which bits can I get rid of for like yeah. more function? Um, uh, genetics, everyone. It's a, it's a luck of the draw. Um, it yeah. would be really cool. It would be really 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 cool to have like a little grav pulpit like that yeah mm-hmm. uh, like all the preachers get just a big yeah. chair that hovers around mm-hmm. i wouldn't use it all the time but i think it'd be really good for like going out on the town <laughs> <laughs> you've got the cleanest shoes i've ever seen exactly yeah don't have to walk all over the city <laughs> Uh, I must admit, I I have got a bit of a shopping list myself. When it was one of those mm. ways, like one one piece, I'm like, mm, can I have two? Just one. Goes, Come on, it, I've got can two I have heads. five? <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone in no particular order. Uh, I've a few similar to you actually. I've I've asked for an iron halo because obviously mm, in nice. this world where you need to protect yourself against the stupidity of people and obviously yes you know they're plague spreading at the moment uh mm. i just wanted anything that can protect me so i thought an iron halo would be cool <laughs> i uh, like you i asked for a bionic eye as well mm. um I'd, I'd actually uh, similar reasons i, I mean i'm old, i'm about 10 mm. years older than you but it, yeah uh, you know i feel like i'm getting to that point where i'm squinting a lot more than i than I used mm. to. So, yeah, a Bionic Eye would be quite cool. I would like one like Yarrick's, though. I like the yeah, fact that it comes with a little with laser, a laser in it as in well. It. <laughs> you know, self-defense and all that. Yeah, um, yeah. And <laughs> I I would like, similar to what the, obviously, the Space Marines have, I would like that sort of stim injection that, that you know, when you need uh, a boost yeah. of sort of adrenaline, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, having a young, a young daughter, <laughs> I, I, need, <laughs> I need these energy boosts at times with lack of sleep. So, yeah, some sort of boost would be quite uh, cool. Um, uh, another thing I picked as well would be anything mastercrafted because I just Ooh. think that would be quite cool to have something where you go, look, this isn't just a normal bolt gun or in my case, <laughs> I don't know, let's talk um, a keyboard or a mouse for my computer. Oh, like, look, right. it's a mastercrafted <laughs> mouse and, my, you know, it, it would look amazing. My brain immediately went to that obscure bit of lore where five guardsmen found an STC that makes slightly better combat knives and were just given a planet each. Yeah. Because mastercrafted combat knives were apparently a thing the Imperium needs. <laughs> well, exactly, and I, I just think it, you know, you would be the, you'd be 
oh, people would be so envious of you having something oh, mastercrafted. Yeah. And yeah. I just thought it would be something cool to have in the collection. And actually something that would get people talking, and it's actually something we covered very recently, is mm. the servitor head in a box. That's oh, something yes. I, I think... You know what? You're yes. you know you're on you're on your phone. You get you know you get a I know an encrypted WhatsApp message coming yeah, away. Yeah. You know, hey, who wants something boring like a pass key or something like that? I want a servitor head in a box. That'll get people talking at the party. It's a whole, whole new meaning to two factor authentication. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Mine's a bit more extreme, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> There's no, no no one's getting past this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, just, hey, that's 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 what I'd have. I'd have it purely through October, just for Halloween. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be so good. It's appropriate at the moment. It's fourth of October, so yes. <laughs> I'm allowed it. <laughs> fair, fair. So that would be my shopping list. So yeah, we just want stuff mm. to for either fun or just replace <laughs> organs. Yes. In our case, the flesh is weak. I've never <laughs> been more aware how weak it is. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Thank you, Martin awesome question mm, yeah so uh, so the flesh is weak but the plastic mm. is not cameron um, no it's not <laughs> what have you been up to recently uh fortunately it's not as extensive as last time my oh, list good. is about, we'll a, a shorter list about half the size yeah <laughs> uh so i'll jump right into my hobby for the last month uh so buying mm. i completed my quest it took nearly eight weeks but I got a pot of pallid witch flesh. Just one. <laughs> Only one. Hobby but <laughs> the pilgrimage. <laughs> but it's, it's basically the entirety of my buying stuff section. I didn't buy any models. I haven't bought uh, any codexes or anything. I've bought a pot of pallid witch flesh. For $200. <laughs> That's why you, $200. you blew your budget on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. Um, it's, not, it's not the entire... Okay, so yesterday I also pre-ordered The Infinite and the Divine because we'll be covering that. I'm looking forward to it. Um, as Michael rightly says, the cover is just face-off uh, from Nick Cage, but with two Necrons. <laughs> <laughs> true. That's very true. Staring actually. each other down. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm just happy to have my paint. <laughs> Yeah. I've gotten to this weird Zen stage. I've talked to you. I talked to you about this uh, a couple of days ago online. Mm. Got to this weird Zen stage where I'm like, I don't need any new models right now. Yeah, um, not feeling. Admittedly, admittedly, this Zen stage was mere days before the previews for the Necron Codex came out. But we'll talk <laughs> about that in the news section. Yes. Um, but at the moment, at the moment, I was like, I do not need anything. I have mm. plans. I'm going to buy, like, these two books, this one model, and then something else for uh, Secret Show stuff near the end of the year. But mm. then I was like, the rest of the time, I'm like, I don't need anything right now. I'm good. Which is a disgusting feeling. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on with my soul. Uh, what's actually going on is I'm trying to figure out how to buy more than two games for the PlayStation 5 when that comes out. Um Fair. <laughs> at the moment, I've, look, I've, got a, I've got a little box in the front room that says, please donate, PS5 fund. It's got about a... <laughs> $140 in there right now, so I can afford <laughs> Demon Souls at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, but over to building, I mm. have 100% to the letter assembled my Night Rampager, Tour de Zier. Uh, it is complete assembled. No more mm. bits to be glued on anywhere. Stuck on its base. It's not coming off. I love it. <laughs> it's good. Um, I've also done some more work on my Night Tyrant. Um, Morbeni, I believe was the name I gave that one. Uh, mm. I have sort of gotten some more bits clipped out, done a lot more kneading up and prep, and I have glued on the exhaust ports. 
Now, because I've got the top uh, the top frame of an Exorcist sitting on top of it, the ports cannot point up. So instead, the exhaust ports are pointing down towards the ground. But that's okay, because there's a Chaos Knight stratagem to vent your exhaust ports down towards the ground, dealing mortal wounds around you. So I feel that's just <laughs> indicative of that. Mm. And this being, you know, the, the Knight Valiant type with the big flamethrower. It's just more burning. It's great. Um, we're getting there. Uh, now that I've basically done with my Rampager, that's my next night, and then I'm done. I swear, I'm not planning on buying a box of Armager Warglaives. I promise. I, <laughs> I kind of want to make a Centaur Armager Warglaive and use the spare oh, weapons nice. to give the magnetized ones some stuff. But that's future. That's like January, February nonsense. I don't need to think about <laughs> yeah, that yet. Yeah. Um, one more night. Just one more. <laughs> and then I'll be like a third of the way to my eventual goal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's awful. Um, <laughs> I've done a little bit of work on my Slavers Guild for Necromunda that I made cool. with the uh, the Blood Reavers from Warhammer Underworlds. Uh, it's basically just getting a shock whip uh, set right, uh, getting a um, bit of words, um, a harpoon launcher from the Orlock kits uh, yeah. that Alan gracefully gave to me uh, for the the guy who has a harpoon launcher to grab people with. Um, for Necromunda, I'm very forward-thinking, which is the Orlock book is coming out near the end of the year. I'm not going to get it right away. I'm not going to get any mm. Orlocks right away. But I did... Okay, I did forget this one bit. I did get uh, Sergeant Ripper Jackson. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, she is a goddamn gorgeous model. I hope <laughs> she becomes widely available if a new... you know, If when a new Imperial Guard Codex launches, because... Man, they need to bring all these sweet Kadashan models out, like, for everyone to be able to get, as opposed to just mm. getting her for one week. Uh, model is awesome. Goes together super, super well, super clean. Uh, is really easy to trim off that scenic base. So I've also got okay. a little, like, Katachan slash Chinarid scenic jungle base thing left over. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and then I uh, cut off her left arm and stuck on our big Orlock servo claw on there with a little <laughs> bit of Escher stuff on the top. Uh, replaced the chainsaw on her back with, the, like, a little ammo pouch on her back bandolier. Uh, and she's good to go as a as an Orlock gang leader whenever I start an Orlock gang sometime next year, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, Necromunda is the best game that Games Workshop produces. And I won't hear a word against it. Um, <laughs> it she looks really cool. I'm really happy with her. Um, if I'm going to get an Orlock regular gang box at some point, I might steal some iconography from there and sort of get it somewhere on her to help Orlock her up just a tiny bit more. But she's got a bulk on. She's got the big server claw. She's pretty Orlock. Nice. Pretty wicked. Love she got it. the bandana. Got that bandana, exactly. <laughs> um, I've done a bit more work on my armies on parade board. Is it's, it's all it's like with all of these products, it's like fifty fifty if it's ever finished in time. But hey, it's fun. Um, I've got the <laughs> basic skeleton of one of the buildings sort of there. Uh, I've got it all sealed up and it's all sprayed silver so I can lay down some mesh and then get some tiles built up to represent like, you know, it's, it's all tiles. It's an undercity. Um, it, it's, it's chugging along. It's on an MDF base as well now. So it won't just snap in half if I accidentally <laughs> drop it at the wrong angle, which is probably for the best. Definitely. It's also added some weight so I don't have to worry about it blowing away during a particularly strong storm, which was a concern a couple of weeks back. Mm. Um, yeah, it's chugging along. It's fun. It's nice to just sometimes not have to worry about little intricate 
model bits being glued together. Instead, just go, here's my big bit of cardboard. I've glued <laughs> it to this other big bit of cardboard, and now I'm gluing some more cardboard on it to make it look like it's not cardboard. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's coming together nicely. Uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. Um, that's my building. That's all. Cool. Okay. Uh, take a swig of water, and then I'll get over to painting. Mm. Probably shouldn't be drinking uh, a whiskey and coke along with this. I'm getting dry mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it shows we're different ends of the spectrum here. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm drinking my coffee because it's you know, yeah. 9.25 in the morning. <laughs> no no yeah. whiskey it's my early, end. <laughs> it's early evening for me. I'm, ha- I'm having a shot. Uh, yeah, you go for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in terms of painting, my night rampager is painted. Hey! Like ninety nine point nine five percent. There's like a couple of things I should probably tidy up, but he's painted. Mm. Hey! Yes. <laughs> he's fully assembled. He's fully painted. The base is like eighty percent done. I've just got to get a few more layers of slime on there. Get some static grass and stuff going on there. I am so happy to see this goddamn thing finished. <laughs> um, uh, it is. It is a. It is a beast. It's big. It's beefy. I did not realize how big the waste extension I added was until I took some photos of it and I I never really looked at it front on. I'd always looked at it from a slight sort of to the side angle. Mm-hmm. And the second I looked at that photo front on, I went, oh God, its waist is so thin. It looks like <laughs> it's about to snap in half. So um, I very, very astutely used some toothpicks and just kind of glued them as braces and then covered them <laughs> with Sterling Battlemire and then dry brush that with a rust color and just looks like big rusty pylons. Nice. Sort of like assembled that. around it to help hold it together. And like this thing is <laughs> every single one of my nights has gotten filthier and filthier. <laughs> like I looked back at the first one I did, I was like, wow, I did all the metal. I'd like, I painted it lead belcher and then I washed it Agrax Earthshade. And that's really all I did mm. for 90% of the metal on my first night. And this one is caked. Um, like, then, you know, the next one I used a little bit of typhus corrosion and a little bit of riser rust to sort of mm-hmm. just stipple on and things. And then the, uh, the, uh, the, the Forge World Knight, the, uh, the angry jumping out of the water one, <laughs> I forget the names of units, oh god, um, got a little <laughs> more rusted. And then this one, there are locations where I could not get typhus corrosion thick enough, so I applied Sterling Battlemire and dry brushed it to look like rust. <laughs> <laughs> because it is this thing is clogged. I mean, and it makes sense with the story of it. Like, this is a piloted by a half insane zombie man. He doesn't let anyone near it except family members. So it hasn't had maintenance in about three thousand years. It's a pile <laughs> yeah. of rust. It's falling to pieces. It's got. I think. I think it actually has seven eyes. I'm gonna have to recount that at some point. Okay. But I think it has seven eyes. Uh, because there are a couple of extra eyes hidden around. It's got like five on the face, one on the center of the throat, and then the the big power claw with the guns on top has a little eye for the targeting for the guns. So it actually ended up with a Nurkle number of eyes. Thanks, Brain. Mm. Well done. Um, <clears throat> there's lots of fun little details. There's a Nurgling keeping all the candles lit, which is my only explanation for why all those candles are still lit. So he's like <laughs> running around on top with like a little burning sensor, making desperately making sure this, these flames don't go out because he's a Nurgling. He doesn't know better. A very That's sweaty job. one, I imagine, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there's another Nurgling down on the base who's, like, doing a little handstand to taunt, uh, showing his bum to the uh, the Imperial citizen cowering in the wrecked mm-hmm. shrine that the knight is stepping over and everything. Like, there's lots of fun little details. Um, I actually, Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I wrote some chaos runes around the edge of the coffins that I think spelled out live, die, repeat or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember. I was doing like a fugue state at like five in the morning. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I woke up really early. I was like, oh, I can't get back to fucking sleep. <laughs> Fine, I'll work on the night. Um, yeah, no, super happy. He looks good with all the other knights. He fits in. That was my biggest fear. I feel I could have posed his chainsaw arm a little more, like, pulled in, but uh, it's glued on now. There's literally no way to move it. I think it's so firmly stuck in there. So, live and let live. No project project is 100% perfect unless you're, like, a 15 times Golden Demon winner, in which case, good on you. Um, <laughs> you got <laughs> yeah. a lot of time and patience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the entirety of my painting. All my wow. painting over the last month has been finishing this guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a monster. Um, all right. And then my last bit of hobby, uh, I've played one game of Necromunda. It was so good. This game continues to be incredible. Mm. Um, so this was the first game of the second phase of our campaign. So we're doing a Dominion campaign. The first few matches are everyone doing, uh, I forget what the name is, exploration or something like that, but you're basically going into unclaimed territories and claiming them. Nice. And then you have sort of a downtime. And then the second phase is takeover. All the, all the territories that are available to be found have been found. Like everywhere else is not worth taking basically. Yeah. And so you now have to fight other gangs to take their territories away from them. (laughs) Uh, so this game uh, is also, this The second half is also where the Arbiter, which is sort of like the DM or the GM, okay. has decided to start adding in some more modifiers. Uh, so this first game everyone plays is under the pitch black rules, which is Actually, basically... Gonna, uh, sorry, can I just ask, hmm. with the, yeah, the, yeah. the sort of DM bit, are they a player as well, or are they just someone who's sort of just running it? Yeah, they yeah, they're both? a player as well. They can be both, okay. yeah. Okay, uh, cool. the idea is there's someone everyone trusts to be relatively fair in rule It's basically because yeah. there's so many <laughs> yeah. moving parts that you just need someone you can turn to. Mm. And it's also complex to organize a whole bunch of people. So you need someone who's willing to take the responsibility of telling everyone of course, who's, yeah. who's fighting who, etc. Uh, yeah. this game was actually against him. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So this game, uh, this, this first week of this second phase, uh, there's a hive wide blackout. Some idiot fried themselves on the power generator. Uh, so every match is going to be in pitch black. Uh, we're only playing one match each in this week, but yeah. Uh, which the rules for that are is you can't see more than three inches away. Full stop. Unless <laughs> you see someone shoot. If someone shoots, their muzzle flash lights them up and everyone can see them until the end of that turn. At which point all the muzzle flashes, of course, go dark and you yeah. can't see anyone again. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I took full advantage of this. Uh, we had an equal number of territories, so we rolled off to see who got to pick the scenario and be the attacker or slash defender or whatever. I won that roll off. I went, I was like, I'm facing a pretty tooled up Orlock gang. They've got the big servitor with the heavy bolter. They've got a bunch of bolt guns and plasma guns and grenade launchers and stuff. I need to be smart. What's that? We can only see three inches at any given time? Cool, I'm going to pick Sabotage. So I'm sneaking into your territory to beat up, like, this big important machine you have. And your guys are all sentries. And so we got to test out the sentry mechanics, which is fun. Um, So essentially, the bare bones, like, five random gang members from his gang, essentially, are picked. uh, And they are deployed around the map. 
and then I deploy all my guys on any of the edges. They don't have to be together, so I literally put, like, two guys on each edge. Um, <laughs> and now the thing is, uh, you get extra tactics cards depending on the difference between the starting crew sizes. So I started with a s- crew size of 10. So I had my whole gang there, and he mm-hmm. had five chumps because he drew the he drew like two jews and three gangers and nothing else um so he had about 200 credits worth of stuff on the table i had 1500 credits worth of stuff on the table so he ended up with 13 extra tactics cards so he had this big hand of cards to pick from so he had like oh it's like i'm gonna use this and this and this and went wait they have to take proper activations for me to use all these different trap cards and stuff i've got and they're sentries they're not taking activations technically Mm-hmm. So what happens is uh, the the attacker gets to make a move. So I take one of my guys and do their full activation. So they're, they're running in, trying to sneak in, essentially. And then one of those five sentries is chosen at random. And then we both roll off. Whoever rolls higher gets to make a regular move with that sentry and determine what way they're facing. At which point the sentry is meant to roll 2d6 to determine how far they can see. But they can't see more than three inches. And so the uh, end result of this was I won all but one sentry roll for the first two turns, which <laughs> resulted in, for example, uh, one of his juve sentries went from the center of the board to the far corner of the board and stayed there because <laughs> he kept getting chosen and he had like seven inches of movement because he'd leveled up his movement and stuff. So this juve was like on guard duty and they just dropped everything and started sprinting out of the area. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, all these, like, eight-foot-tall, 500-kilo Goliaths are just tiptoeing their way around. It, it feels like Splinter Cell. Like, there was, a, <laughs> there was a point where my champion ran up behind a barrel and dove for cover, went prone behind the barrel, and then a sentry walked right past him and looked over the barrel past him and didn't see him. Like... <laughs> It's it's so good. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, it's a super big disadvantage for the person defending who who is playing as the sentries because you don't know who's going to activate. There's a decent chance your opponent gets to choose which way they're facing. Like, I literally had Goliath walk within inches of sentries and just stride past them <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> did, they, did they accidentally sort of knock something and go, huh, what's that noise? And then what's it went, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it really feels like that. Um, so this was my first game with my Zerker, my big custom boy. His name is Big Brutus Bash. Big Brutus Bash. Um, and so the the goal here is there's a there's a structure in the center of the board that you're meant to destroy. It's got whatever toughness, however many wounds you automatically hit it with attacks, that kind of thing. So my plan was push Brutus up the middle, beat the thing to death, run off the board. I win. And I picked the cards for that, so um, <laughs> I had a card where you could take one extra action on a, on a person's turn, but it could only be an extra move. And then I had a card for take an activation away from someone else and give it to someone who's already activated. So on turn two, the first thing that happened was Brutus moved up twice, that was his turn. Uh, a sentry went, didn't spot anyone. I then take the activation from my juve, put it back on Brutus with the switch activations card. It's called bait and switch. And then the next turn, Brutus also gets an extra move action, moves twice and just immediately pushes this thing over because he's hitting automatically. He's wounding it on threes. He's doing a flat two or three damage with his big mutant fist thing and just (laughs) completely scraps it. And he's not shooting. So it's completely silent somehow. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> despite the fact he's just, we were using like a big R2-D2 toy, but despite the fact he knocked over this in-universe 20-foot tall thing of scrap metal. <laughs> it's completely silent. Um, but immediately after that happened, Alan finally won a Sentry's role and walked to within t- within three inches of uh, one of my other gangers who was like hanging out near the edge of the board because his plan was essentially to get off the board as soon as we did what we needed to do, which we had done what we needed to do. He took control of the ganger, walked to within three inches and looked and just barely spotted. So like he was within the three inch range, then you roll a D6 and on a two up they're spotted or it's like a three up if they're behind light cover or four if they're behind heavy or prone or whatever. Walks up, rolls a two exactly, <laughs> and this this juve just sees this Goliath looming out of the dark and just hits the alarm button, <laughs> and like the entire Orlock gang shows up at the end of the turn. Oh, amazing! Um, yeah, like all the Goliaths are making a mad dash run for the edge of the board because if they end a turn at the edge of the board, they can get off the board and not count as being killed for like okay. victory conditions. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Alan uses a tactic card where. The underhive is full of unsteady footing, so a hole opens up in the metal deck underneath the Zerka, and he just falls right in because he fails an initiative check and just goes straight <laughs> out of action, injuring his hand for minus one weapon skill. <laughs> oh no! God damn it! Um, <laughs> so like his his first game, and he's already down to a four up uh, to hit in close combat, <laughs> which mm. is so bad for a combat only big beat <laughs> yeah, deck. Yeah. <laughs> um basically uh the the goal for me was to tip the thing and then get out without losing more than half of my guys uh because if i did that i would win absolutely if i didn't manage to destroy the thing um alan would have won if i destroy it but less than half of, uh less than half of my guys escape it's considered a draw so he was okay. a gunning for a draw at this point i was gunning for a get out of dodge and just <laughs> leave the board and total win one guy with uh, two flesh wounds made it out, and he was the deciding factor. If oh. he had taken, if he'd taken two extra flesh wounds and been taken out of action, would have lost. Uh, well, would have drawn. Oh, nice. But edge. because of that, I won. Yeah, but because of that, I won. Um, I got to seize a territory from Alan, so I chose a collapsed dome. So you can send people to go scrounge for cash in like this dome that fell in centuries ago, which is a really fun mechanic. You roll between 2d6 and 6d6 and you get 10 times that many credits but if you roll any doubles one member of your gang goes to into recovery and has to miss the next game because he like got caught in the rubble um so that that's like a big money maker because i took that and then immediately got like 140 credits by rolling 3d6 times 10 (laughs) in there which is like um now brutus he, he injured his only hand, which is really bad, because he, he also only has one hand with the way I built that model. But uh, <laughs> fortunately, you get you get a point of experience for every point of damage you do to the objective, and a point of experience if you take it out, and a point of experience for participating in the game. So he got six experience in his first game. So while he's injured his hand for minus one weapon skill, he is also now plus one weapon skill for spending six experience. <laughs> so he's back to where he was, and when I get him a bionic <laughs> hand... Yeah, exactly. When I get him a bionic hand, he'll be at two plus weapon skill, and he'll be in- incredible. Um, <laughs> so it was, like, super knife-edge, super fun. Like, again, the flavor in Necromunda is incredible. I yeah, love definitely. it. 
Like, that game, that match was really fun. I feel like if you're a little uncertain with the rules, the century rules could take a while to get used to, but fortunately, Alan knows what he's doing, uh, has yeah. a really good method for randomly selecting gangers, and so we're able to get through that sort of really smoothly. I did a thing, Sentry did a thing, etc. back and forth, back and forth. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm doing really well. I got enough money to buy a new champion who I have uh, affectionately named Billy Platinum Hands. <laughs> yes, joined the gang because, as we know, Billy Silverhands died in the last game. Um, <laughs> he's an upgrade. <laughs> so his model's back. He's got bi- he's got Billy Silverhands, Bolter, and uh, and uh, Axe. But I had enough money not only to hire a brand new ganger or a brand new champion, rather, but to give him some nice upgrades. So like, he's toughness five. Uh, what else does he have? Let me really quickly look at his stats. <laughs> so like, yeah, he's he's coming in with like uh, all these nice boosts. Let's see. Yak Tribe. Da, 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 da. Billy Platinum Hands. <laughs> so what's he got? Yeah, he's he's got um he's got big brain times. Oh, I don't have a list on here. He's got toughness five. That that's the big yeah. thing he's coming in with. He's got a <laughs> yeah. I had enough points to give him an upgrade to like the most important stat to have. Nice. You come yeah. in with an with a gun, he's got Yeah, exactly. He's got nerves of steel, so if he gets shot on a four plus on two D six he doesn't fall down. Really good. Um, to the point where my gang is like insanely, uh, big at the moment. Yeah. My gang rating is 1,835 credits. Oh, wow. Uh, so I'm 83 and a half percent up from where I started this campaign in terms of just (laughs) sheer amount of money on the table. Like all my important guys have leveled up. Uh, like my, my tyrant, he has an extra point of ballistic skill. My stimmer has an extra point of movement, all the, all the good stuff. Um, it's really fun. I've been having yeah. a great time with it. Uh, yeah, fun it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And that's all my hobby. Necromunda's cool. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I must admit, I get so engrossed in these these stories. It, it Honestly, it, I know, obviously, you can't compare it to normal mm. 40k AOS, and obviously there's some yeah. amazing narrative things you can do with those, but I don't think it compares. Like, every, <laughs> you know, Every Necromunda story, whether it's yours or, mm. you know, you hear someone else's, you read about yeah. it, you see something on YouTube, they always got so much flavor so, and it, and it just mm. feels, when I say normal, it, like that sounds like a normal gang thing that would happen in the Underhive, yeah. the missions, oh, yeah. the scenarios fit. Whereas I think sometimes <laughs> the ones like in 40k can be a bit overly generic and you don't, and they don't yeah. always matter. Yeah. Again, it depends how good your narrative focus is, but I just think Necromunda mm is just so engrossing and so oh, interesting yeah. to to, yeah. to to listen about, let alone play it as well. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I mean, like, the na- the narrative is great. That entire mission was my Goliaths feeling really good about where they were, so they went essentially cow-tipping in Orlok territory. <laughs> so they're just tipping over this big robot yeah. and then just scattering as fast as they could. <laughs> Are they going to go ambot tipping soon? <laughs> oh god, I hope so. I don't know if anyone picked up an ambot. <laughs> um, okay, and I'll cap it off with uh, with my um, uh, with my community highlights. So this one's mm. from Reddit. In particular, yep. this one's from r slash Necron tier because you know where my mind is with the way 40k be right now. Um, <laughs> this is user DMR uh, with an underscore between the D and M and and the M and the R, uh, who has created what I can only can only state as like Primark Necrons. Yeah. yeah. Um 
So essentially using Scorpec Lord and uh, Canoptic Reanimator bits, along with bits from Illuminor Zeras, to make these big, massively chunky bipedal robots um, that are very clearly just enormous swole necrons. So like two of them are Scorpec Lords. They've got the, the Glaive, the Claw, the Annihilator, um, and... One of them is Illuminor's Eros. He's got his little swirly hand, his big staff, his special head, his little blackstone chunk. These things are so cool. Mm. <laughs> they are incredible. Um, it, okay. Well, this looks as, um, apparently it might be, uh, no, I think, I think it's one Scorpic Lord and one Canoptic Reanimator per one they, uh, one he's made, which is really impressive as well. It's not like difficult. I have no idea what you would technically run these as, but <laughs> yeah. they're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cool. It's such a such a big brain kit bash. Like mm. I feel, I feel. I look at my Scorpic Lord and I'm like, oh, I just stuck a little green stuff on it. Yeah. Like, I do more with him. I'm probably <laughs> going to do more with him. But yeah. like, I look at that. I'm like, I could do more. Yeah. I, I'm being inspired. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some sometimes you see stuff like this, and and to me, the one of the biggest compliments you can ever pay the this mm. sort of thing is when it, you say it looks like it was made that way where it doesn't mm, look like it's yeah. a conversional kit bash where you think that's actually a, a GW kit that they sell mm. as it is. I think that sort of sums it up really. They look absolutely yeah. fantastic. They don't look out of place. Like you say, what mm. they, he would run them as, I don't know, but yeah, they, <laughs> they're badass. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Definitely link those in the uh, description of the episode because mm-hmm. check them out. Oh, awesome. Yeah, really do. There's so many good, it, it took a lot of work to pick that one, is it? There are so many hobbyists oh, that are yeah. doing incredible stuff lately. <laughs> yeah, I know, but everyone's it's ridiculous. Shame, really. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for that, Cameron. Uh, mm. So, before we move on to my hobby section, let's do the episode hobby tip. And I'm going to oh. gate crash this one because it's my oh. hobby tip. Oh, oh. Move aside, everyone. Move aside. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's something that I've, that's been mentioned a few times on our Discord, and it's something I've been doing currently, so I thought it was appropriate. So basically, it's I'm not. It's nothing that's reinventing the wheel here, but one thing that I think people should use more is the, the whole hobby slash recipe book. You know, having your own notebook or... Uh, in this day and age, you know, phones, so, you know, mm. Trello or, you know, even screenshots, just some, some way of keeping where, you know, the, the, the description of certain, you know, paint recipes, for example, or, or hobby ideas. Cause I think obviously like we were just saying with, you know, your community highlight, there's so much amazing stuff out there that people do that you wouldn't even think of. And sometimes you see so much, you end up unfortunately forgetting about it. And then obviously mm. you come back to a project later down the line, you're thinking, oh, how did that, how did they paint that again? And then unfortunately <laughs> yeah. you've probably lost it because you, you know, and it's hard to find, it, you know, where it was in the first place. So yeah, I think one thing I do a lot, and again, it connects to Reddit because what I find, you know, like, like you, I'm, I'm, I'm always mm. looking around on the different uh, subreddits, all the Warhammer ones, just seeing what people are doing. And then yeah. you'll see something thinking, I really want that color scheme or I want something very similar to it. So obviously you can ask the person and most of the time they're good enough to reply or to be fair, most of the time someone else would have already asked the question saying, Oh, how did you do that blue effect mm. on, on that? And you know, just screenshot it and, and put it, mm. put that screenshot in a folder on your phone somewhere. And it just, and 
you know, as simple as that. I know I'm saying a very obvious thing, but it's so easy to forget to do that side of things. You'll pass it by and then regret that you you forgot it. And again, some people have their own, you know, physical notebooks with, pe- you know, pens and pencils, you know, and write things down. Yeah. And it's, the, it's a good way of doing it because especially like us where you've got multiple projects on the go, you're always thinking about the next project because that's what happens in this hobby. It's, it's always good to have it written down somewhere. So, uh, you know, I definitely implore people to, yeah, you know, get get a, get a notebook or even just use your phone. Just keep things recorded somewhere because you'll you won't regret it <laughs> when that when that that uh, color <laughs> scheme that you always wanted you know comes about. And even if you don't use it exactly, it's just good to have it as a bit of inspiration because obviously you can tweak things, uh, which is what mm. I'm going to get onto when I talk about my hobby, uh, which I'm going to do right now. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> what have I been up to? So, uh, I've I've been sorting out my home office here so it's had a complete overhaul here so prior to about a week ago i obviously have my desk which has got my computer and microphone that i'm sat at right now and then Mm -hmm. i I got myself a little hobby little very small hobby desk for you know the other side of my home office here and it was great in theory but it was far too small i couldn't really get to it properly etc etc so what i've done is i've got a new computer desk uh, that I managed to pick up on Amazon and I've used my old computer desk as now my hobby section and what's quite cool in my office now is I've got my on one side of the office I've got my computer desk in the middle I've mm. got my glass cabinet of uh, a lot of unpainted grey models <laughs> and then <laughs> on the other side is my new hobby desk which is technically my old desk and mm. oh it's it's changing things so much more now by doing this <laughs> you know I you know I'm looking at it right now and it's just so nice to have things out on display i've got all my you know my wet palette i've got my led lamp mm. i've got you know all my things there ready so it it's so easy now for me to when i'm in the mood or when i have the time to go you know just literally slide over in my in my, mm, uh, in my yeah. chair and go and do some hobby um so that's been a big thing that i've been working on just to make it because i think when you know especially with hobby stuff as you know yourself is you've got so many tools so many bits and bobs and it's so easy for it to get out of control as we know from mm. you know photographs you see again on reddit and other forums where people go and look this is my hobby desk look at the state of it <laughs> and so i'm trying <laughs> to sort of get there where it make which makes hobby easier to do so that's been a, a sort of big thing i've been working on the last yeah. couple of weeks so uh let's talk about death guard i'm fully still on my death guard Ooh. train at the moment so um, i've actually started painting them amazing oh, i yes. actually started painting them so at the moment, I've targeted my 14 Plague Marines, my two units of seven, because Nurgle, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my Foul Blightspawn and my Plague Caster. I just picked those mm. as the, the first sort of batch to sort of try this on. So basically, I've been using a scheme which I did see on, um, on the internet somewhere, which I can't remember off the top of my head now, but basically it was actually a rusty, weathered scheme that was actually mm. going to be used in AOS. But I thought, hang on, that's gonna work for my death guard and and sort of similar to what we've said before about you know <laughs> getting older and you haven't got, quite got your eye in anymore and stuff i'm what i'm trying to do with most of the, you know these projects now i'm working on i'm trying to make them as easy as possible my, for myself just because of time and also i i don't feel i have the ability to do you know tw- 30 different colors in on 30 different pieces on one single oh, model yeah. that's not yeah. i want to make it you know i want it to look good but i want to make it quite efficient and and yeah i, I don't say cheating because that's not the right word mm. but i'm a massive fan of these sort of schemes where you can 
you know, you can bash them out quite easily and it still look quite good. Uh, Stonecast being, you know, a perfect example of what I'm talking about. A lot of people mm. use the Stonecast Eternals approach, which is to do, you know, obviously a few base coats, do a lot of dry brushing to make them look like statues. And then you just pick out very small details like the eyes, maybe obviously the top of their mm. weapon. And you've still got a quite cool scheme. So with my Death Guard, uh, basically I've what I've done is I've sprayed them in Chaos Black I've then done two thin coats of Rhinox Hide uh, mm-hmm. to give them that very dark brown. I've then yeah. uh, taken some Mournfang brown. I've then taken a uh, makeup brush, in this case, um, to... I've I've got one of those sort of... Well, a few of them now. The, the makeup brushes that have got that sort of sort of dome sort of end to mm. them, if, yeah. you see, if that's the best way to describe them. So rather than it sort of fanning out, it's sort of, you know, quite a tight little uh, dome. And, and they're perf- perfect to stipple with. So basically what mm. I'm taking is taking the Mournfang, st- doing, a, you know, little patches of Mournfang, you know, all over mm. the model, but not everywhere, just sort of bits here and there in certain places to, you know, basically where the rust will be. I'm then mm. taking some Wild Rider Red and doing basically the same thing, but doing less of it uh, as such. So just do a bit, and it, and it, and it just picks it out and obviously just looks like you know the red it's even more uh rusted in certain locate uh, certain parts of the model and it and it's a, you know so far it's a very simple scheme but it's really i'm really happy with it so far so mm-hmm. what i'm going to do next potentially give them a wash of some sort maybe a sepia maybe uh, an earth shade i don't know yet i'm i'm sort of at that nervous stage where i'm like right i'm mm. quite happy with where they're going now but i don't want to muck them up now <laughs> i'm quite, yeah. you know so so what i may do is just pick another random model that's not a death mm. guard to something I've got spare spray it, you know, yeah. get it to the same level as my other ones are and then start experimenting before I go further with them. That's sort of what yeah. I'm planning on doing anyway. So, so yeah, it, 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 you know, it feels good <laughs> to be actually, you know, painting them. It's a good, quite quick uh, sort of technique. So I've got a few of them to that stage. They're all, all of those models I mentioned are all at least mm. uh, base coated now in the, in the Rhinox hide which you know takes the time but it yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's 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 working so far and I'm really happy with the effects so far so I'm just slowly you know I'm not rushing through even though I'm trying to mm. sort of cheat my way to getting them done I'm <laughs> not rushing them either so uh, I'm really happy with how they're looking so far and it's uh, been really mm. cool to actually get them up and running so uh I've talking you know on this uh, death guard side of things i've started on my demon prince now last realm episode i my initial plan was to take one of the gelpox infected uh the oh, the the hulks um not the incredible yeah. kind the other type no um <laughs> i've got the, the nightmare <laughs> hulk that's the name of them yes. so i t- i took one of those or was going to take one of those and and com- and mix it up with a plague drone and as I got the models together, I was like, no, I don't know if this is going to come together in my head as much as I thought it would. So mm. I, I saw something on Reddit and I saw someone had used uh, Abaddon to base <laughs> as a demon prince. And I thought, oh boy. hey, um, I like him. He's a cool model, but I don't need him for anything. This is my mm. awesome opportunity to tick those boxes where I can make a demon yeah. prince and I get to play with Abaddon, basically. So... Um, and I noticed I just called him Abaddon and Abaddon. So, you know, <laughs> covering all pick the a name. You, you cover all bases. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I've, so what I'm, I'm sort of halfway with him at the moment. So, what I've done so far is I've built like the frame of Abaddon. So, the legs, the, the body. I've, I've, obviously, the good thing is I can use basically both his current weapons to, to be basically WYSIWYG with the Demon Prince because obviously 
I can use the Talon of Horus as a malefic Talon, and I can use the sword as a sword. So, you know, mm. it, it covers that as well, as, So, which is quite cool. So, so far, what I've done is I've given him the head of the uh, Lord of Contagion, you know, in the, uh, the Cataphracti yeah. armor, yeah. which sort of goes really well, well with it, you know, with a big horn coming out of it. And I've sort of basically, I think at the moment, sort of around his sort of groin to lower stomach area, I've basically glued on a uh, Blight King stomach, of course. Blight King's, that kit never, never mm, gives up. It, never it always gives gets up. in there. <laughs> so <laughs> that's on there. So what I'm going to need to do is put, I've glued it on. I'm going to put some green stuff to sort of meld it together. So basically it's given him a, you know, a, a proper nurgly type sort of bloated mm. stomach. And then I've put something on his chest, which I can't remember what piece it was, but I put something on there. Um, I, I think that's it. I think it was again, a Blight King um, upper torso, but I sort of cut it around a bit and I've sort of bolted that onto his chest. So it's sort of given him mm. this sort of chest, but also almost something that's covering his mouth a bit, like a slight rebreather type thing. So, yeah. yeah uh, so what, I, uh, he's not far off really, because also all mm. I'm going to need to do now is just do a bit more green stuff, add some more Nurgly bits in my Nurgle bits box. I've got so much Nurgle stuff. I've actually got its own bits box. So I've got everything else, <laughs> in it, you know, everything else that's not Nurgle is in, you know, its own other bits box. I've got my own Nurgle one. I've got that much, which is uh, a delight to, to do with. And then I'm going mm. to give, uh, I'm going to basic green stuff on the um, the, the plague drone uh, wings. You know, so I'm going to glue them on, put a load of green stuff to sort of meld them together. So uh, he comes on a 60 mil base, which is the same as a demon prince. So he's mm-hmm. there or thereabouts size wise as well. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks makes, good too. So. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it makes sense. You know, it sort of it's mm. it's a cool little project. So again, yeah, you know, just chipping away yeah, at him yeah. as well. Now, have you considered because he's got a he's got a claw and a sword, right? Hmm. So he is eligible to also have a plague spear. So like on the back of the talon, instead of the combi bolters, you could have like the the little plague spear nozzle and tank. Okay, yeah, I hadn't thought of that actually. Yeah, because I've actually because yeah. at the moment I wasn't going to put the storm bolter on there because obviously mm. that wouldn't work, you know. And it's from a, a WYSIWYG point of view. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could go. I could go that route. <laughs> I could do something <laughs> with that. Yeah, definitely. That's, That's the thing. Flame and death. <laughs> yeah exactly so i'm yeah like i said luckily he's at the stage where i can still do plenty to him he's sort of like i said only mm. about halfway through at the moment so i'm just sort yeah. of you know bouncing between him and obviously my plague marines at the moment so mm. yeah that's been really cool to to work on and uh, finishing up my death guard um mm-hmm. i'm finishing up my death guard with a an awesome bit a story of generosity is probably the Ooh. best way to yes to, oh, um, know this one. you know what i'm talking <laughs> about um so uh. so so this is one of those sort of moments when something arrives and you're thinking no way (laughs) i think i actually did it when it arrived so basically Mm. um uh, my good friend alex who's on the discord who i've obviously met in real life as well he's come to warmer fest warmer world with us and so basically rewind a little while and i was due or sorry i we were doing we were doing some swapping of models and that's Mm. what we tend to do and you know, think kits that we don't need anymore, blah, blah, blah. And so we were doing a bit of swapping. And at one point, uh, Alex was due to send me a box of Rubik Marines, which um, I was going to do something with, which I can't remember now, but it sort of, <laughs> it, it, the conversation flowed. It's like, I don't need them anymore, to be honest. So, yeah. um, and then sort of out of the blue, he said, oh, I've got, I'm going to, I'm going to send you something instead, um, which I wasn't oh. expecting. 
And, yeah. and uh, you know, something, and obviously hinted it was something nurgly, something Death Guard related. Mm. And, you know, and obviously you, you naturally start thinking about, oh, I wonder what that could be. You know, is it a you know, box of mm. Plague Marines or, you know, you, know, you start again <laughs> thinking of what it could be. Um, and it was Plague Marines of sorts, but he sent me a box of the Death Guard that you can only currently get in Asia, in Japan, and other countries so around there. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> That's so why I freaking jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like, when I say a box, I mean a proper box, yeah. not just like a box of one model. The, you know, the six models the whole that come in thing. that you'd see on a, yeah. on a, on a shelf or, you know, on a counter <laughs> in a shop that I would imagine. So this is basically this, if you, if you're not familiar with this, is the Space Marine Heroes Series 3. So obviously yes. we've we had the the sort of basically the ultramarine ones. We've had the the Blood Angel type Terminators last series, which eventually came out over here. Whereas obviously this one at the moment is again I think was to is to help conquer the the Asian market, and mm. they look amazing. But the only snag with them oh. is you know you can only really get, at the moment you can only really get them on on eBay, and obviously yeah you're, you're talking <laughs> horrendous prices. And yeah, I, I I feel too nervous to touch it at the moment. <laughs> Still in the shrink wrap, you know. I, I don't. I feel oh, I'm going to God. open them, obviously, but I feel like yeah. oh no, I'm it's, Look, I'm, if you're worried about ruining them, just send them down over here. I'll do them. <laughs> I thought you'd say that. <laughs> Might not make um, it back though. Just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I, you know, so thank you, Alex, for your generosity. I was not at, as expecting that at at all. To be honest, you know, that's what I mean. It was one of those where I remember the post arrived that day, you know, t- took it to the, the, the table and, you know, in front of my wife, I was just, she was like, what's that? I'm like, oh, I don't know, actually. And, you know, open, I wasn't expecting anything. Open it up. And like I said, it was like, no, no way. No way. <laughs> 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 like, wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, so I've made you and probably other people, many, you know, many other people very jealous but um but, but thank you alex mm. for generosity you did not have to do that but um <laughs> i'm going to enjoy working on them at some point in the future when i feel confident enough to mm, yeah. so um so that's been my death guard uh so anything else right um yeah so i've bought a couple of boxes of iron guts <laughs> sort of out of the blue uh not as such in the sense of at random but obviously i have got about 1500 points of ogre tribes uh that were uh that have been built and need attention when i finish my death guard so I, I, mm. i've been meaning to buy some iron guts and i think at previous times i've gone to buy them but they've generally been out of stock and i was yeah uh, i was on the gw site i bought two boxes because I, I was returning something to gw um that i didn't need anymore and yeah uh, I've got two boxes of them, so that's quite nice actually. That's about four hundred and forty points just in those two boxes. So that'll tick me up to roughly about two k of of uh, more tribes when I want to get back to AOS when I've finished working on my Death Guard. So they're in the works. Um, and the last bit, sort of buying and model related, is uh, next week. Me and my wife are due to play some forty k at home. So, oh, which I'm really happening. looking forward to. It is. I'm, <laughs> I I've sort of convinced her. I mean, she's been she's been tempted to in the past, but it's difficult because she, like I've probably mentioned on the show before, she's not a war gamer, um, mm. which is fine. Um, I don't, I don't want to force it on her, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, as we're now getting into autumn now and obviously getting into winter, uh, she's very much a a board game type of person and you know she's been saying oh, i really want us to get some more board games so we as a family can play them and i'm like board mm. games just say well <laughs> what happens not far off 
wink, wink. It's a board. Uh, it's a game yeah. on a board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I sort of convinced, I said, look, you know, would you be up for playing some, you know, some low level, you know, 500 points, you know, a, a patrol mm. level type 40K? And she's like, yeah, if you, you know, she goes, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, well, I, I expect that. Um, <laughs> if you knew what you're doing, you've been doing some research behind my back. Um, mm. So, yeah, we, we're going to play some 40K. So luckily I'm going to get in my death guard and probably my... Okay, uh, Space Marine. So I've got uh, two 25PL lists already written up for us to play, mm-hmm. and I'll give her the choice of which one she wants to play. And, yeah, we'll just, you know, hammer it out on the uh, on the table. And uh, so because of this, um, you know, she, I said, like, you know, is a, you know, would you like your own little army get up and go in with this as well, you know, just to sort of properly get you stuck into it. And we went through the different mm-hmm. um, armies, and obviously, you know, I was trying to explain what some of them are, and, and she really liked orcs, and I was like, "Okay, mm. that's, uh, I, you know, my knowledge of orcs from a tabletop perspective is is not that much, to be honest. You know, I I, I know the law behind them, but I haven't really touched them. <laughs> you know, what what units are what as such, and yeah, yeah. so I've I've started buying her some orcs to play with. Um, they've mm. started arriving. I did. I got an amazing deal the other day on eBay. I got that. It's the box that comes with the war boss, war boss, and five yeah. knobs. Um, yeah, kit. yeah. Uh, so I got that one and 20 boys. So all on sprue wow. still yeah. for 35 quid. And it was oh, like, <laughs> what? it was, it was amazing. Jesus, they wanted 50. So I, knocked, I knocked them down to 35. And uh, so <laughs> I, was, I, I was like, okay, that's a good chunk of it. And then I've bought a box of mega knobs, you know, the three box uh, with that as well. So I've sort of done, mm. I've run that through, you know, through battle scribe. And I think it's, again, it's about 24 PL, about 450 mm. points or so you know so uh and you know my mate martin has got some orcs that he's gonna sell me as well so yeah <laughs> i'm like well, well that'll do for the minute because otherwise like i'm spending my budget <laughs> on stuff mm. <laughs> um so but no it's awesome I, i'm really looking yeah. forward to it I, how far we get with it, it i i have a feeling it'll be i will be building them and, and working on them where yeah. she'll just be playing them but that's fine i'm i've got no yeah. problem with that if it gets us playing and it's you know gets me playing uh, you know cool let's let's mm. see where this yeah path takes us you know yeah uh, she's got right. her own little mini wah <laughs> yeah I've, I've seen that list you wrote that war boss is gonna kick teeth at five yes points. <laughs> yeah i was thinking that and and it's been good for me actually in even in this short amount of time that you know this has only been over the last week or two um mm. or last week actually i think and it's been good for me because I'm again, I'm it's sort of in it's increasing my knowledge of orcs, you know, from a, again, from a purely from a tabletop yeah. point of view. It's sort of I've had to do research because I'm like, I don't know what's good, <laughs> I'm completely out mm. of the loop with them because I've never sort of really paid them attention. So it's yeah, it's been interesting sort of going that route. And obviously, you then start looking on the subreddit and it gets you going, you're thinking, oh you know i could do some looted vehicles at one point and, <laughs> and things like that you start mm. your brain starts taking over <laughs> the of future ideas so we'll see we'll yeah. see where that goes but I'll, what i'm going to do over the next um few weeks is start building them for her and um yeah mm. see where that like i said see where that goes so hopefully i'll have a husband wife bat rep <laughs> to talk yeah. about on our, awesome. next, on our next realm episode <laughs> so we'll we'll see about that um, right, let's jump over to reading and let's co- carry on talking about orcs because I've been listening to mm. Brutal Cunning by Mike Brooks, which is the new mm. uh, orc-focused novel, uh, Black Library novel. And uh, yeah, I'm probably about a third half of the way through it. And so far, I've really enjoyed it, to be honest. It's no, it's very orcish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I, I must admit, it, 
the the voice actor must have had a great time doing this because obviously orcs are hilarious to 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 voice anyway and he and he's doing them mm. he's doing them well you know you're getting your proper you know, get in lads get stuck in <laughs> um and then obviously you got you know you got your grots as well like i just pulled the trigger boss i didn't mean to do it you know so that sort of voice it's uh it's it's really good it's really good. It's uh, they're, they're properly, you know, up for crumping and, uh, and mm, getting stuck yeah. in. So um, I'm interested to see where it goes. Obviously, I mean, I can't, re- I won't spoil anything, but they're be- effectively they're they're fighting initially ad mech, um, as far as I can see so far. And uh, and yeah, it's mm. just it's it, it's good so far. I mean, it's Mike Brooks. You're a fan of him, I know, Cameron as well, because obviously he's done mm. things like Rites of Passage and Road to Redemption. Yeah. Yeah. And things like that and yeah he's he's definitely he's definitely summed up orcs uh in this Excellent. so uh yeah I, I thoroughly recommend again i'm only part way but i'm i i don't think i'll be disappointed uh disappointed overall so that's that um and i've got basically a few others either pre-ordered or ready lined up uh, when it comes to the audible ones i've got flesh and steel by guy Haley ready which is the the next uh warhammer crime novel so looking forward to seeing uh, what what that's about again don't really know much about it uh i've got realm lords by dale lucas uh lined up as well and like you i've pre-ordered the infinite and the divine by robert rath because yeah. we're going to be talking about it next month so again um that's it. so i haven't done that much reading just but i've got plenty lined up to keep me warm and cozy in the warm bosom yeah. of black library <laughs> <laughs> so um my last few things from hobby is two things really. Uh, so the first thing is obviously our tabletop RPG, which is obviously our Soulbound campaign that we've been doing at the moment. Uh, we've had a few weeks off because Martin, our DM, has been been off himself. So we are going to wrap mm-hmm. it up uh, next week, I believe. There's one more session for that. So yeah. really looking forward to seeing how, that's, how that goes. It's been real mm. good fun again doing Soulbound. Um, and and again for anyone that hasn't played it who wants to play it i think again for looking at it from a dm perspective is i think you have to be prepared that again your you know your players are going to be quite powerful <laughs> it's you, you could you know it's one of those where i think it's almost actually a challenge for a dm to sort of put a challenge in front of your players you know from a fight yeah. perspective you know you know he's throwing rat ogres and manticores at us and we're <laughs> slapping them around basically <laughs> so it's, it's been it's, it's been really good fun and and then obviously the plan is once we finish soulbound um then i'm going to step up as my first time as a dm and run a wrath and glory campaign which mm. i'm bricking it about but looking forward to it at the same time as well actually do you have yeah. any you know dm tips for me cameron Oh, um, be prepared to be reactive. <laughs> There's no, no planned survives contact with the enemy. And while your players aren't your enemies, they, they basically do the same job. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's a, a willingness to improvise is really good. Not being yeah. set 100% on where the story is going is also mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Like they, they will throw a wrench in there however they can. <laughs> yeah that's fair. well i know that because again the group that you know i'm yeah. part of at the moment we yeah we try find ways around everything so <laughs> i'm fully prepared for that but we got a lovely group of people so i'm mm. sure they'll be fine you know with my <laughs> my uh, oh, yeah. dive in yeah. at the deep end so to speak so yeah the plan i think at the moment is we'll wrap up soulbound and then we're going to uh have a few sessions of you know what what we're planning with this get some character 
you know, character creation going. And then I think my mm. my sort of initial thing is I'm going to use one one of the pre done adventures, which yeah. I think lasts about two or three sessions, just to warm up, yeah. just for me to get used to it, and then crack on doing something a bit more meaty. But we'll see. I'm gonna I'm you know I'm gonna call in favors of people to you know help me out and <laughs> give me some advice. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but I'm I'm much much looking forward to it. So um, the last thing of my hobby is. Like you, Cameron, I've been playing Necromunda, but mm-hmm. of the video game variety, I've been playing ah, Necromunda yes. under Hive Wars. Uh, big thank you to the guys. I think it's uh, Focus Home Interactive. I think mm-hmm. they're the guys behind yes. it. They they sent us a copy, so thank you very much for us to mm-hmm. check out. So yeah, I've spent a few hours on it, and um, so this is my initial sort of thoughts on it. So so like I said, this is the the, the recent video game for Necromunda, which has been obviously in the works for a few years now so i've been playing it on the pc and uh, it's so initially it's a bit like xcom if you're familiar with that video game um mm. very much got that sort of vibe about it and the way it plays so like i said I've only, i'm playing the story at the moment so, so i've played about an hour and a half two hours of it done the first few missions and mm. uh, i would say initially graphics the looks of it fantastic it really looks yeah. lovely it's a lovely looking game um the the way it plays is sort of sim- you know is based on an activation sort of way of doing things. So say you know you and I have got you know five gangers. Uh, you, mm. you pick one you know for so a round basically. So you have one you know the first round you'd pick one of your gangers and the other well, in this case the the AI of the <laughs> of the computer is picking it. Um, and then obviously they it compares the initiatives of the two the two people that have been picked and obviously whoever's got higher initiative goes first and does their thing. And so basically doing your thing, it's, so so it's a third person perspective. Um, you can, you know, you can bring up a map to see where things are. And basically Mm. you've got a combination of movement points and action points. So movement points are obviously uh, how far you can move. And basically it's like, Mm. it's a, it's an odd one. It's not like, um, when we click and go, I want you to go over there and it sort of, counts how many steps you actually just run around <laughs> in wherever you want to go but like basically you've got a like a um like a the, the amounts going down as you move so say you've got 60 movement points as you're running up mm. some stairs the, the, it's going down and obviously when it hits zero you can't move any further and it basically blocks you off from going any further so so what's quite cool about that is you is you can move somewhere you can do an action and then move again you know as long as you've still got some sort of uh, free movement left basically and that's sort of how the game sort of plays uh you've obviously mm. then got action points which is how you do stuff and that could be fire your weapon you can you know if you're a lead uh, you know a leader you can you can buff your gangers you can uh you can go down a zip line you can sabotage a, a zip line it's a, you know that sort of mm. stuff basically yeah. um and it plays really well um so supposedly it's been been quite a few bugs and things like that i've not come across anything like that um but you know it plays well it can be a bit slow at times which i think they put in a recent patch in the last couple of days which will help mm. speed things up because you can be waiting a while for the the ai to, to do yeah. whatever it's yeah. going to do uh, but, but it, it plays well it does plays well the, the voice acting mm. is a bit debatable it, some some yeah. of them are very good some of them aren't so you're playing as the in this i don't know if it will change but you're playing as the bane cats which is a a mm. like basically like a subsidiary of house escher they're connected to house escher but not escher um basically and yeah and and it, it like i said it, it, it i think the main sort of downside to it so far is i think the game could explain things a bit better because you the, the first mission mm. is you have two gangers against another two gangers and you know obviously it's going to be very basic but 
it, it, it explains things on the side, but it misses things out sometimes. I've just found mm. things by chance. Oh, that's what it does, you know, that sort of thing, really. So, <laughs> yeah, you have to be a bit, bit prepared that, you you know, even if it feels like it's trying to tell you what's going on, it's not. <laughs> At times, you have just sort of just experiment a bit. But, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool so far. I'm, you know, I'm mm. looking forward to getting stuck into it more. So I think hopefully next Realm episode, when I've played a bit more of it, I'll I'll give an update on it <laughs> as well. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, been been fun so far. Right. Okay, so let's wrap up my hobby with the community highlight. So mm. uh, this is also from Reddit. So this is actually oh. something that, again, ties in with what I was saying about painting my death guard uh where someone's done a very similar thing not obviously done a rust thing but they've done a very simple or which hopefully is quite a simple (laughs) uh, paint technique but to me is to great effect so this is from user uh ada forever on on reddit and they've basically done a skaven army they've uh, well according to the post they've done uh, 1760 points in this particular Mm -hmm. scheme and obviously about to get up to almost 2k so what they've done in essence it looks like they've done most of it in like in black and white it looks like they've done in like a black and white photo and then just picked out things like you know the warp types of things you know the weapons in a in a in a basically a turquoise basically yeah um yeah um you know, I, I scroll down to find out actually how they did it. So basically what they've done is they've done it in, uh, they based it in a, um, a bad and black and then dry brushed hot or slash highlighted pretty much mm. in, in white. No, it's actually yeah. quite deceptive because it looks quite gray, but they've said they've used no gray at all. They've literally just used oh, wow. black and white. So they've, yeah. like I said, they've dry brushed in, wow. in, in white, whatever white they used. And then basically for mm. the weapons and, you know, warp powers is, is, the Vallejo turquoise and they've mixed in white, white. I don't know if that's a typo or are they actually, they're talking like Skaven white, white. Um, <laughs> right, I don't right. know um, <laughs> to do the effect. Um, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll post the link in the description. I'm probably yeah. not making it sound as cool as it actually looks. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, no, it is. It is a visually arresting. Like yes. it makes you look at it. <laughs> yes, definitely. So like I said, imagine most of the model, you know, probably 90% of it is black and white, which is, you know, with highlights. And then, like I said, just a very strong combination of whites and turquoise on just certain mm. parts of the model, like yeah. generally the weapons and stuff. And it, like I said, it, I, I love that. I know, I know people mm. would look at it thinking, oh, that's, that's cheating. That's, you know, you're not, you're not doing it. But I, but like you just said, Cameron, you, that stands out. If you, if you saw that mm. on the tabletop, you would be drawn oh, to yeah. it. I guarantee. So, <laughs> uh, yeah really impressed with that and i think i just hope to see more of these sort of schemes where you know they're doing this sort of 90 10 type thing that <laughs> it looks like <laughs> so mm-hmm. right so that's been my community highlight and let's finish up the highlights with our discord highlights camera yeah. what's, what's yours for this episode uh i'm keeping on theme with necrons my discord highlight is mr martin paul mm. uh he he has done a fantastic job with his uh, Necrons paint scheme. He's painting his way like a storm through Indominus, <laughs> through two copies of Indominus even. Uh, it's a super good scheme. It's he uses Pallid Witch Flesh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's sort of like a cream, uh, cream Necrodermis with like dark green, really nicely edge highlighted uh, Blackstone 
I guess, not weapons and things like that. It, it's super good. Uh, I love the detail he's putting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got yeah. his overlord painted, and his favorite detail he pointed out was that one of the eyes is red instead of green because he's slowly being overtaken by the destroyer curse uh, because all the destroyers <laughs> have red eyes. So this overlord is uh, one foot in the grave, as it were, and assumingly, I'm assuming he will use the uh, the crusade upgrade to turn him into a destroyer lord at some point. <laughs> no die. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's done so well with it. Um, I mean, obviously I, I, it's funny cause I've actually, I know these Necrons cause I passed them to him cause I, I split the box mm. with him. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so he, he's done well. I mean, he's, I think he's part Necron. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the, the rate he's, be. he's getting the, this stuff out is, <laughs> is, uh, scary. Really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so no, he's doing an absolutely amazing job and he's so consistent with it. I mean, he says at times, He'll he'll put it on there and say, "Oh, I've done so well with this one." Like you're having a laugh on you. That was amazing. I could not tell. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So no, full marks to him. Um, my Discord highlight is again something close to my heart, which is mm-hmm. Alan Griffins, and this is from oh, yes. Doctor Octagon. Oh. Uh, he's done a great job with his oh, his Alan Griffins. So Obviously, as you know, because you've painted one yourself a while back, didn't you? When contrast. Yeah. First yeah, came back out. when that first came out a year <laughs> or something ago. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and yeah, he's done a fantastic job with them. Again, you know, he's got to be so meticulous and he's doing the the full scheme. He's not doing the the cheat bad ab war one where you do them all in black mm. and then just do just yes. do red and yeah. yellow on the shoulder. <laughs> uh, he's doing the full scheme on it. And again, he's you know, he's been meticulous with them. They're looking extremely clean. Obviously, it harks back to the back to around 1994. If you you know, for mm-hmm. anyone that's familiar with that very famous Howling Griffins army that won in uh, Golden Demon at the time, which by Fred Reed, I think was his name. He did it back in um, uh, yeah, back in around 94. Uh, it was in White Dwarf. I'll, again, I'll try and put a link to it because if you've not seen it, I mean, this is going back quite a few years. I mean, this I remember seeing this back at the you know back in the day, and this absolute bloat blew me away at the time so uh i love it when people do howling griffins you know especially now obviously because people are doing it in primaris now and yeah so no dr ortigan you're doing great mm. absolutely great so absolutely. right okay um talking of greatness let's have a great break <laughs> from yes. all that uh, <laughs> hobby goodness so when we return it's time to talk nose back soon Oh, we're back. Back to talk yes, Warhammer news. Give it to me, Cameron. Throw it at me. All right. There is a, there is a absolute crap ton of news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mostly because, uh, we'll get, we'll get this bit out of there. We'll start with 40k as always. Um, up for pre-order right now. The new Space Marine and Necron Codex are up for pre-order. Um, and full previews are out online. Uh, Tabletop Tactics has a great battle report with them. This is ninth edition, baby. I know we've been <laughs> here technically for like three or four months at this point, but man, um, so this is very promising. I want to I want to talk a little bit in depth about this because I'm super excited for these. Mm. The Space Marine Codex is a heavy rebalance, whereas the Necrons Codex is a heavy pull up to relatively same, probably not quite the same level. Yes, as the, as the uh the new Space Marine Codex, essentially. The recent Space Marines Codex that came sort of partway through 8th edition 
was just kind of a ninth edition codex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just a ninth edition codex, and now we're seeing our first actual ninth edition codexes. Mm. Um, new Necrons look so good. They look yes. so good. Space Marines, yeah. they're being reined in, but they still look really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think what's quite good because what they've done with them again. Admittedly, I'm I've only mm. just absorbed a bit of what, like I said, what's been on Goonhammer and Tabletop Tactics mm. and Reddit and such like. So I'm still absorbing what they've done with Space Marines. But what I quite like is that, uh, and we'll see obviously over the next few months if this actually comes to you know to be the way things are. But like I said, they, like you just said, they balanced them. They've sort of toned them down, but they're still strong. Mm. They've made them more thematic. And hopefully, yeah. if they've done this right, I will see when people actually start playing with this new codex, is that mm. it'll benefit both Space Marine players and non-Space Marine players. Because obviously, Space Marine players yeah. have probably not been enjoying play- being so overpowered. You know, I suppose uh, there'll be a small... There'll some be a small, of them did, definitely. Some do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you'll always have people like that. Whereas I think a lot were like, oh, you know, this isn't fun when you're literally just smashing uh, face without real yeah. effort. Um at, mm. And then, obviously, for the people that are not space marines, obviously they're definitely enjoying that fact yes. because you know they're not getting their face smashed. Uh, <laughs> look, listen, I have it on good authority that the sky is falling in because centurions are no longer a hundred percent always affected by bolt discipline. They aren't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they've, which they've, is, they, the rules actually specifically remove them from yeah. it. So it's, al- it's almost like a uh, rapid fire weapons aren't a primary part of their armament and are rather a secondary. Uh, armament of one variant of century <laughs> and not yeah. something they should be built entirely around um yes as, essentially the space marines codex is a big sort of side grade um yeah a, and a lot of this is to do with how uh units interact with a new keyword being introduced called core mm. so core is a keyword that highlights ironically enough the core units uh thematically at least of an army so for Space Marines, that's your Tactical Marines, your Intercessors, that kind of thing. And for Necrons, it's your Necron Warriors, your Immortals, your Death Marks, your Lich Guard, and your Tomb Blades. For some reason, I'm not sure on Tomb Blades. Kind of wish they were Flayed ones, but no, I understand they're not really part of the normal command structure. Um, a lot of a lot of aura abilities, like Captain Rerolls, etc., only affect uh, core units now. Mm, yep. Um it's really interesting to see that kind of change um, because you don't get things like a captain babysitting three predators or a repulsor <laughs> executioner or something like that. No, the captain is up leading the actual troops and stuff, you know, mm. making sure yep. your your basic infantry get the job done, as it were. Um, to to emphasize the scale of this change, uh, for example, for Space Marines, chapter masters aren't a stratagem anymore. They're a, they are a 40-point upgrade. You can pay yep. to give turn one captain into a chapter master. Uh, which you want because you can only have one captain per detachment now. That's uh, right. Kind of makes sense. Uh, but this way you can technically get two because the chapter master isn't a captain anymore. So you can have a yep. captain and a chapter master. Uh, but yep. the chapter master upgrade used to be every space marine unit within six inches rerolls all hits. Now it is in your command phase, pick a core space marine unit within six inches. That unit can reroll all hits. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, I don't want to say a massive nerf. It is a big, shift down in the pure buffing power some of these characters bring like beforehand in 8th edition a space marine chapter master sat in the middle of a gun line and did nothing else now he's going to be tagged along with one big unit probably a redemptor dreadnought let's be honest <laughs> yeah getting re-roll all hits on them is good yep they are core uh and 
He's going to be running forward and doing fighting because he's a chapter master and he's yeah. a complete badass in combat and yeah. he should be running into the fray. Yeah. Um, not sitting around babysitting, you know, five tanks and three sniper squads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's made, it's made it less gamey. I mean, it, obviously mm. people will make it well, gamey because that's what people yeah. do, but it, 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 it's an attempt, I should say, to make it less gamey where yeah. like I said, it's more yeah. thematic where, you know, like I said, that core unit is still getting, you know, an awesome buff. And it's, again, it makes more sense. It's a, you know, a, a captain running with his, his troops going, you know, mm. target that unit over there, you know, like rather than yeah. just sort of yeah. patting the side of a tank going, go on, yes. do your thing. Good driver. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know you're in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it also means, you know, they don't buff themselves anymore, which kind of makes sense. Uh, it's, it's yeah. a direct downgrade for basically every character with mm-hmm. a re-roll aura because they're not going to give it to themselves, but hey, I can live with that. Um, on the other side of the foot, um, Necrons have their own answer to combat doctrines now, and it's insanely awesome. Uh, they have command protocols, uh, which is essentially if you've got a, a noble, so an, a lord, overlord, Phaeron, or the Silent King in your army, you get to, at the start of the game, out of six potential pot- protocols, choose one for each turn. So it's kind of like combat doctrines, but you get to pick at the start of the game which doctrine will be active in which turn out of yeah. six whole ones. And then from that, in those turns, units within six inches of a character get one of two potential buffs. But if it's your dynasty likes this particular protocol more, you get both of those buffs. Um, these reward planning, they do mean you are vulnerable to like sudden upsets and things you didn't see coming. But I think that's super thematic for Necrons. The buffs they give are super cool and good. Um, like re-roll a reanimation protocol dice every time you roll reanimation protocols <laughs> or everyone has light cover, which if they haven't moved or anything, which is really good if you're going second. Um, again, uh, I've watched one whole battle report. I've read a very in-depth teardown of both of these codexes, basing it off that. But it's super <laughs> cool. Um, and it really plays into thematic feelings. Like I said, this is, this is super fluffy because not only is this tied to having a noble around to command the other characters and the units and things, um, how you choose your warlord in a Necron Codex uh, is super hierarchical and stratified because their leadership is immutable. <laughs> um, so, if Zarek is in your army, if Zarek the Silent King is in your army, he is the warlord. No questions. If he's not, but there is a Phaeron, so like Imatech or an overlord upgraded to be the leader of a whole dynasty, that person is the warlord. Mm-hmm. After that, is there an overlord? If so, the Overlord or Destroyer Lord or Scorpec Lord or whatever, they are the, they are the Warlord. Down from there, is there a regular Lord? If so, they're the Warlord. If there are none of those, uh, any other character can be the Warlord, but because there's no commanding officers, you don't get command protocols, so you don't want to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, so no, no Cryptek Warlords, everyone. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it feels right. Yeah. And it really codifies the positions of characters like, and we know Zarek is the supreme commander unit for Necrons. We know Gilliman and Mortarin and Magnus will probably have similar rules of if they are in an army, they have to be the warlord. Yep. Just because, you know, they're in charge. Yeah. They're literally the leader of that particular faction. They're not having a day um, off. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Why would they ever get a day off in the 41st yeah. millennium? Exactly. We know Gilliman doesn't. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, all the changes are really cool and good. Necrons, a ton of stuff got a lot better. Some stuff kind of got side graded or not as much better. But overall, uh, based on the, the, uh, the write up of an experienced Necrons play, it sounds really good. <laughs> sounds yeah. really, really good. Um, they have great fun stratagems. Um, I want Doomstalkers. I simply to play Revenge of the Doomstalker. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which is a strategy where if one of your characters is killed, a Doomstalker immediately shoots the unit that killed it and gets plus one to hit that unit for the rest of the game because the Doomstalker has doomed that unit. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> All this crazy stuff. Um, I'm, I'm going to run Novok, which is the melee focused one. All the changes there are super cool. Plus one to advance and charge. All that kind of stuff. Lots of fun. Um, Necrons were an army that were very samey in terms of, like, the meta over all of 8th edition. Like, you had your couple of good units, and then you kind of just survived. And now there's so many choices, there's so many options, uh, there's so much new stuff, um, it's insane. Also, the Nightbringer can kill anything in the game, will kill anything in the game, and does it at 350 points. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh... He ignores invulnerable saves. Uh, if he's doing his, uh, his big, juicy d6 damage swings. But just in general, he ignores anything that lets you ignore wounds now. Such oh. as disgustingly resilient. Or Gazkul Thrackers, I can only take four wounds per phase because it says any wounds after those four are ignored. No, mm. they're not Gazkul. You're going to die. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> yeah, it's so scary. But like, and, the Nightbring himself can only take three wounds per phase because he's got Necrodomus. So it's like, kind of, <laughs> if he fights himself, he will kill himself. Uh, but yes, like, the things that should be super scary are super scary, but like, yeah. not like crazily under cost or anything, like 350 points. He's still only nine wounds with a four up invulnerable save, but he's a beat stick. Yeah. He's so I- cool. The powers are good. Oh. But I like that though, because because the thing <laughs> is, I that's the one thing that I think 40k suffers with sometimes compared to AOS is that I, I the one thing I like about AOS is your your Nagashes, your Archaeons, uh, your Techlesses now. Like mm. yeah, okay, they're a shed load of points, but like look at what they can do. And it's oh, like yeah. you know, okay, they're not invulnerable. You know, they mm. they they can't they won't necessarily win things by themselves, but yeah, they they you know they they feel powerful and are powerful. Mm. Um, yeah. Whereas I think 40k sometimes the the ones like that don't, or they're like you know your mortality yeah. and Magnuses yeah. just get shot off the board and just sort of like yes. you know don't really do anything, and it's a shame because they should be. Yeah. Again, as long as mm. they're fair, as long as they're point costed, you know, correctly or <laughs> as much as possible, because you obviously mm. you don't want them being so powerful uh, that they just spoil things. But I think sometimes yeah. it's it's struggle to get that balance. So it'd be interesting to see how this works yeah. again as yeah. we see games pl- being played yeah i, I want to see more pulling from age of sigma because that's where this x wounds per phase thing first came from mm-hmm. i want to i want to see when thousand suns come out for ninth edition i want to see magnus with techless's casting rules magnus yeah. goes <laughs> yeah. i am casting one psychic power no it will never be denied not with yeah. a stratagem not with a role nothing i'm putting i'm the greatest psyker in existence at the moment I'm putting everything into casting this one spell. You cannot stop it. Yeah. Or I've cast a bunch of little spells. They're still pretty good. Do your best. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that would be cool. I was going to say as well, <laughs> I think what 
I think is a struggle with 40k is compared mm. to AOS again what I'm about to say is quite generalized and I'm not saying this applies mm. to everyone but I think they're a bit more I suppose risky with AOS because they feel like they can be because yeah because mm. like from a meta point of view obviously you get competitive players and you know and all that that you know min max and do all that but I think it's a bit more relaxed or it feels that way mm. whereas I think the snag with 40k because of how popular it is and because obviously you've got a sect of the community that that really crunch it and and which is cool mm. but then i think if so, as soon as something shows as being slightly overpowered or things like that yeah. it can get crunched to death and then and you know i think like they have to be so careful with 40k yeah like you oh, know as absolutely. a rule as rules writers and getting the the things right whereas i think you can be a bit more forgiving with aos because people yeah. just roll with it slightly yeah but that's just me generally i mean admittedly. yeah I, I i might call that like a culture problem almost yeah with yeah I'll 40K, like because you can get absolutely broken combos in Age of Sigma. Mm, yeah. Like, they show up every now and again, but people in general prefer to play, like, a fun list. Yes. Which is nice. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If, 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 like, it almost feels like if... God, I'm messing around with things on my desk. Uh, if 40k had that <laughs> period of, like, just rules were absolutely insane for two years, everyone who's hyper-competitive leaves... And then we can come back to relative normality. That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, they're not yeah. going to do it with their flagship uh, setting, obviously. No. But God, I kind of wish we could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I've got a I dice agree. in one of these two hands behind my back. If you pick the correct one, Magnus will not kill your army. Yeah, exactly. You I pick love the that. wrong hand. Like, the army is gone. <laughs> exactly with the hand of dust. I think it's amazing. You know, mm. I know. Again, there'll be people from a meta perspective that will just be horrified by that sort of rule. But yeah, I think yeah. again, it makes it more interesting. Whereas. Yeah, mm. I think it's just the crunchiness of 40k and that and that sort of culture yeah. that goes with it. Um, yeah. yeah, must be a tough job, really tough. Job oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but these first two codexes are looking super promising. Mm. They're a bit more expensive than eighth ed ones, but hey, they they got more shit in them. I guess fine, whatever. And you get it on the app as well. And they get a, they get a free code in there as well. It exists. You can get your free free online stuff. That's good. The proof of the pudding. We'll be coming along with um, the Space Wolves, Blood Angels, Death Watch, and Dark Angel supplements coming for the Space Minions Codex, and the Death Guard Codex coming Yay. near the end of this year. It's coming with this Necrons preview. Necrons being one of the the sort of the stalest, lower tier armies of 8th edition. No offense, Necrons. I've played one game against you. It was fine. Uh, two games, <laughs> sorry. They were fine um, in 8th edition. Not super interesting, but hey... Now they look pretty interesting. I want to see mm. what happens with Death Guard. Yeah, so do because I. Because there is a chance, like, this... Essentially, we, we, we know now that every army is going to have a big overarching... If your entire army is this, get these extra rules that change over the game kind of things. I want to see Death Guard come in with something like uh, Putrid Blight Kings um, and the Magakin's Wheel of Corruption... Yes, cycle yeah. of corruption kind of thing yeah. something like that like what kind of plagues are they unleashing turn by turn that kind of thing mm. i want to see upgrades to units i want i want mortarion to be toughness nine i'm gonna say it I'm <laughs> yeah yeah want mortarion to be toughness nine i want death shroud to just not let you shoot him if mm. if they're within six inches or whatever of him. like lich guard yeah. can do now just don't uh, just shoot, shoot the death shroud instead. They, you were going to shoot them anyway with the uh three plus move a hit over or whatever they currently have. Uh, but just, just let them be super bodyguards. Like bring yeah. the whole thing up. Keep us slow. Keep us as 
disgustingly resilient as a rock. Yeah. <laughs> as, as a yeah. pustulant, gross, lichen-covered rock. I want yeah. that that to be my army. I want to have decent shooting, decent melee. I want to just kind of walk forward onto an, onto an objective and you can't scrub the stain of my army off it no matter how hard you try. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want from Death Guard. We'll see in the next couple of months. I think there's a, I think there's a high chance of it because I think that at the mm. end of the day, like we were saying with the Necrons and, and Marines, that we are getting a lot of thematic changes and they're not, and they're not frightened to do it so far. Yeah. With these first two codexes. So I think, yeah, with, I mean, Death Guard's in a funny position because obviously they've done really well out of psychic awakening they're now one of the strong mm. at the moment you know before this new codex comes out they're one of the strongest uh in ninth edition at the moment you know and hopefully they'll mm. retain that but again we'll see uh, in a few we'll months see. time uh but yeah, yeah. I, I agree i just hope that they you know do that thematic twist that you've mentioned like mortarian um i i i hope on a personal front that i'm not saying they will i hope with typhus that they sort of make him not so focused around pox walkers yeah. uh I, I i i can see why because obviously that's his thing but like he's one of those units I'm like, i really want to take him but uh, you know mm. you're not fussed about pox walkers it's you yeah know, it's, sort of, it's think, difficult i think he should just give that buff to any nurgle infantry mm. unit within I range agree. like he is a locus of disease plague marine should be tougher cultists should be tougher because they're literally yeah. mid zombie transformation plague bearers love him he's great like he should act like a herald of Nurgle. Yeah, which is that's what, what he is. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, he is like, the yeah. herald of Nurgle among mortals. Mm. He's technically more important than Mortarian in some aspects, which is mm. still fun. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> I'm r- really looking forward to that. If they pull us up to the same sort of level as about the Necrons, great. Again, hey, also, I watched a battle report last night where Necrons beat Space Marines. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah, it. it happens. It happens now. Um, it was close. It was a rough game, but that was mostly due to insane rolling on the Space Marine side. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it happened. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it feel this is this is the super like start of ninth edition was pretty exciting. Like, oh, look at all these little changes that actually really have big ripple on effects throughout the game. Mm. Now we're seeing the crunch. We're yes. seeing the added complexity in factions that makes them so thematic and more powerful while keeping a level of balance at least like the fact that space marines and necrons seem to be on almost even footing is insane to think of yeah. after the last three years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah uh um, yeah I, I one thing i was going to say or last thing on the codex is mm. one thing i i like the look of from what i've seen of screenshots and, and what mm. is on the internet at the moment is i like i like in the layout of things like have you mm. seen the points yes. layouts they look really no, I cool not. oh right so the points layouts <laughs> just look so much better than they did in the previous codexes. So, so mm. at the moment, all the, so you will have like you know primaris captain and then base points, and then you'll have bullet points of all the weapons and the points next to it. So plus five, ah, and nice. that's it. And then it goes to the next unit. Yeah. It's just it's such a qu- I know it's a simple thing, but it looks so much easier to read yeah. if you just want to quickly just see right how many points that is. Right, okay, <laughs> you know like smash captain, right? Either. Space marine captain. Yeah. He's you know eighty five points. Right, add that for that. Add that for that. Right. He's 150 points, whatever it is. You know, it's hey, just, you know, you, you, you know what that reminds me of? What reminds me of the the fifth edition codexes where they had the stat lines in the back and it just had like I'm thinking the Tyranid codex, like Tyranid warriors are 20 points each. Take a devourer for five points or scything talents for two points or whatever. Just hmm. a drop down list of here's all the options, here's all their points. That's the unit. 
That's it. Well, that's that is how it's worked. That, so nice. that is basically how it's looking, and it <laughs> just looks so nice. nicer. Yeah, it, mm, it's and it's interesting actually what they've done with some of the data sheets as well, because obviously, like mm. getting on the Space Marine side, they've split some up and then they've amalgamated some. Like for example, your your Terminators, your your your, your what's it, your Tartarus mm. and your Cataphracti, yeah. and now Relic Terminators are just one unit. Ooh. Oh, that's you can, fun. Um, which has pissed a lot of people off, admittedly. Um, I bet. Um, but it's yeah you know i i think it's a bit over dramatic to myself but you know but at the same time yeah they've you know they've expanded but i think like the space marine codex has got 98 data sheets yes (laughs) whereas the necrons have 53 (laughs) i think it's bonkers like it's it's insane and that's before like the the specialist chapter units like the space wolves supplement will be coming with wolfen and wolf scouts and the murder dreadnoughts and things like that like there's yeah. a lot of Space Marine units, guys. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> um, but lots more things are up for pre-order. Why not yes. more Space Marine things? Um, so pre-orders are up for Space Marines and Necrons. I have a feeling we're going to have another two weeks of this, probably. Yes. Just the sheer amount of Necron stuff and the relatively large amount of Space Marine stuff coming. Um, so for the Necrons, we've got the Ophidian Destroyers, uh, which are the old-school Wraith kind of destroyers. Uh, the Flayed Ones. The Chronomancer, who is absolutely awesome. I need one after seeing his rules. <laughs> uh, and the Psychomancer are up for grabs. Uh, they're all pretty cool. Uh, Space Marines says a captain with a heavy bolt rifle. This is our new Gravis captain. He looks mm-hmm. very nice. Uh, there are heavy intercessors because, of course, toughness fire three wound troops couldn't yeah. be. <laughs> and troops goodies. as well. They can't yeah. troops. Yeah, it is insane. Um, but hey, they're really cool. You can run an all aggressor armored army if you wish. Um, good on you, Imperial Fists players that'll probably <laughs> do that. My bet, my best guess there. Uh, multi-part eradicators, blade guard vets, and assault intercessors are coming. Yay. Nice. Uh, yeah. and the storm speeder and variants. We know, we finally know what that weird, uh, primaris box in the blurry potato photo yeah. from seven months ago was. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we know what these all are. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you'll you'll see the. I mean, like I said, none of the, these aren't up for pre-order yet, but probably will be. Like I said, mm, in the, they're in the coming next, up. They're yeah. coming up because, like you said, they're they're going to have to get these out quickly because obviously the codex is you know about to come out, so mm. you can't have all these units hanging behind. Because people will be like, no, well, yeah. I've got the book. I would need the models now, please, to go with yeah. this. So yeah, you're right, and I think they'll get these out of the way before the next round of codexes, which will obviously yes. be like you mentioned over the next month or so. So cool. Mm. Bunny coming yeah. up. They are, yes. Uh, oh, but Death Guard, though. We hadn't done mm. with them yet because we've got a model preview for them. It's the Lord of Virulence. Yeah. He's very nice and spicy. Tasty. I quite like him. Mm. Uh, he is he is, uh, he is a Terminator Lord in uh, what looks to be a patchwork of Indomitus and Cataphracty Terminator armor, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a big power fist. He's got a big double-barreled Plague Spear. Which yeah. I'm assuming is just a twin plague spear, which would be heavy 2d6, potentially 13 inch range, mm, <laughs> automatically hits. He looks really, really good. I really, really like this model. I kind Jeez. of hope there's like another Death Guard unit coming up that they haven't shown us. There's probably not. This is probably it for models, but he's so cool. <laughs> it's not. So it's nice that the, it's nice that they're getting something new as well because obviously mm. they were lucky to able to get a complete refresh. Obviously, as part of yes. the edition, so it's nice that they've not been forgotten as well as just like here's your codex, mm. but cool, you know. And that's what we were discussing yeah. the other day, weren't we? We're like, right, I'm not going to mm. buy anything more this year uh, apart from the codex. Except- I'm like, 
and, and, the, and that model as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, no, he's, he's a really nice model. And I think from what I remember reading, he, he buffs demon engines. I think that was the yes. thing he's going to be doing. That's, yeah, that's cool. I have a feeling, um, feeling this guy walking forward with two plague burst crawlers, one on either side would be pretty nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and this, this opens up the possibility for, uh, characters with aura buffs that don't target core units. Yes. So those should still be around, hopefully. We'll see. Mm. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> the Imperial Armor Compendium is coming. Uh, so this is your ninth edition index for Forge World items, effectively. Yeah. Um, but this being written by the Games Workshop Rules team now, uh, so I'm actually kind of really interested to see how these all fit in, because yeah. I don't know if I can use my Leviathan and Contemptors with ease in my Death Guard. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, and we know it's coming. We've got a photo of the cover. That's about it. So far, they haven't really shown us anything else. But um, hey, it's cool. And also, they've combined all the books as well, because obviously yes. back, it, it yes. used to be Xenos, Imperium, and Chaos, whereas now it's all one book now, which is cool. Yep, don't have to buy three books if you've got more than one army. This is pretty nope. nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, now, there are some action figures coming. There are more McFarlane toy action figures coming, uh, the Necron Warriors, the Primary Action Marines, etc. There's also a Cadian officer coming up, but mm-hmm. he's on Kickstarter, yes. which we'll discuss deeper at a later time. Mm. Mm, not so sure about that one. Uh, but he looks <laughs> fine, I guess. Um, there's a VR 40k video game coming, Virtual Reality Battle Sister. Mm. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Could be really yeah. cool to explore gothic architecture in VR, at least. I I must admit, VR games do not get me excited. I've tried them, mm. and, and uh, you know, again, each to your own. But yeah, it's yes. again, it's one of those where I I, I see why they do it because obviously, again. You know, we're seeing a lot more uh, GW video games at the moment because obviously yeah. they're being a lot more uh, liberal with their licensing to, to, mm. to obviously uh, developers now, which is good. Because obviously, but then obviously that comes with the territory that you get some not very good video games, unfortunately. But yeah, that's the way it is. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool idea. Um, mm. And actually, talking about sisters, when it comes to the McFarlane toys, there's, there's going to be a Battle Sister as well in Wave Two, which is going to be interesting. Oh, nice. Uh, and but yeah, I, I think with a VR game, it, it sounds amazing. You know, when you think, oh yeah, mm. VR Warhammer, yes please. But <laughs> I, I I think my always my concern, and I I I've, from from memory, there was a video game. Uh, I think it was the Betrayal at Calth video game, which you can get on mm. on on PC, uh, which okay. most people have probably forgotten about. Um, I, I bought it very <laughs> cheap, and again, it's got. I think from memory, it did have a VR mode. Um, but again, yeah. I think my concern with these, and again, I don't know enough about Battle Sister, so I can't really comment. But what my my nervousness with it is the fact that they often go, and again, it's not meant to be derogatory, but they often get to small studios who can't match the expectation. Mm. Unfortunately, yeah. where you know you think in, you know if you give it to a big company, again, doesn't mean yeah. it always be good because not everything <laughs> is always good. Um, but sometimes it's almost like they're they're. They, you know, they do a bit of a no man's sky and sort of yeah. where, you know, they promise more than they can deliver. And it's not their yeah. fault. It's just obviously what comes with the territory. So, mm, absolutely. You know, hopefully it's better than it could be. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, look, personally, I'm looking forward to Elden Ring turning out to be an Age of Sigma game in like four years' time. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who knows? It's a mystery. Um, yes, we got Battle Sister and uh, the Beyond the Veil uh, expansion for Crusade, the tactical deployment. 
match play expansion and new terrain is out now. Mm. It exists. It is. Um, you can, you too can take one of your friends from your local store and give them the backbreaking work of carrying three cases of terrain to a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Bent over Tibetan grandmother taking her wares. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, hey, that's cool. More crusade yeah. stuff. Cool. More match play stuff for people who are into that. Cool. More terrain yep. for people who buy and paint terrain. Nice. Good on you all. <laughs> Not really, uh, I haven't played a lot of 40k. I haven't played a single game in ninth edition yet because the situation. Um, yes. but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Over to Age of Sigma for a smatter of news. Uh, <laughs> all the Lumineth are available. Yes. That we know of so far. Um, yes. <laughs> still waiting, still waiting on the Zenith air and fire elves mm. to show up as well so. but um one day one day but for now get your scenario catalogs get your cool alarith stone mages and and stone wardens and stuff make those cool pointy elves they're yes. super awesome <laughs> make them as pointy as you want yes more points not too many otherwise <laughs> you'll end up in all goo it's a different kind of elf there um <laughs> and something called legendary battalions which has not caught my eye please expand oh right yeah, so yeah. this is um, this was announced uh, about a week or two ago. So if you're familiar with uh, White Dwarf, then they do release what they call legendary battalions. So these are ones for uh. based around generally a, a, a character or you know for, or something like you'll see one for like the Steel Souls for you know mm. for the Stormcast Eternals or uh, yeah, have one yeah. like the Host of Celeste for uh, the Header Knights mm. of Sinesh, for example. So they are only at the moment of as far as I know, they've always been in just White Dwarf. And what's quite good is the article on uh, the community page sort of tells you which uh, which issue has got, you know, said mm. battalion in it. Um, but the, the one snag with them has been that they are at your opponent's um, agreement. Yes. As in, you know, if you want to use them, you have to get, you know, convince your opponent that they're happy to use them. And then technically they can refuse. Whereas now, as of, I think, first of... I think first of <laughs> August they are now yes. match play legal effectively. Oh, nice. So so you yeah. can run them and you do not need your opponent's permission to use them. You can use them like awesome. any other battalion. They've sort of just put a line under the yeah. sand and say, "Yep, they are now legit." And that's cool. that. More official material. No. Yes, basically. <laughs> Awesome. All right, and we'll move on over onto our others. Uh, BL, uh, we're getting Novella Series 3. Now, here, they're switching the formula, and I'm telling you why now, so they can charge you $14 per book instead of $7 per book. Um, because we're switching to not 10, but 5 books mm. that are longer and hardcover, which yes. I think is an interesting move. Um, mm. They're not going to match up with the other ones on my shelf, but they're not that organized anyway. It doesn't matter. But... These all appear to be bangers, so I'm really into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> there's more Sisters of Battle from Danny Ware. Really looking forward to that. Uh, there's yep. Ogren's Freedom Fighting in the Underhive. Love it. Keep picking this up my, while my brain momentarily fries and I look for the article. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we got so yeah, we got the Rose in Anger by Danny Ware. We've got the Prisoners of War by justin ah, yes. we got traitor by deed by ben counter that's the soul drinkers one mm-hmm. um we got oh, bone yes. reapers by david geimer and spark of revolution by uh gary kloster and that's a necromunda yes. one now i remember yes 
The Bone Reapers one actually sounds really interesting because the mm. premise is it's a, a city in the realm of death that has hired some fire slayers because they're tired of paying the bone tithe to the Ossiarchs. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, we want independence from Nagash. When do we want it? Now. We've also hired these dwarves to help us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think this is a good selection as well. If you know, by like mm. so they're going from ten to to five. It's a good selection because obviously you have got the Rose and Anger is carrying on the sister of one, which Danny Ware has sort of done. You know, this will be the third one that she's done yeah. for this this sort of series, and and the, and obviously continue with that. And they've all been fantastic. We've got an orc focus one again, amazing mm. soul drinkers, which like. I can't Soul wait to. I, I'm so intrigued to know what that's going to be like. Oh, um, yes. Finally, a proper Bone Reapers novel. Mm. I know it's a novella, but well, still, novella. it's it's yeah. better than uh, you know. Obviously, at the moment, we've just been getting your 20 page, you know, st- short story type things on them, and obviously, and obviously, the Necromunda ones are still getting a lot of attention. So I love, I love that as a, as a snapshot. That's mm. you know, if you've had to go from you know 10 down to five, that is a good selection of five. I think. Mm. Oh yes, absolutely. Could use maybe a little more Age of Sigma in it, but mm. honestly, I re- I really like the three forty k ones, so I'm going to yes. use those. Uh, <laughs> uh, the results of our reader's choice that we discussed last time round are mm. out. Um, unfortunately, Firecast didn't make it, but Dead Man <laughs> Walking is still going to be very interesting. Uh, the Death Call of Krieg are too good a meme to pass up for the community, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm honestly quite interested to read it. And uh, The Demon's Curse, the first Malice Darkblade book, is getting a reprint as well yep. on the fantasy side. People should read it. It's good. I love Malice. He's so yes. good. I He's voted for that one. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, we are also getting an Advent art box, uh, as I believe we get every year. 25 unique pieces of Black Library-related art uh, for you to unbox during December on the lead-up. Yeah. To the day of Christmas, when Sanguinala, yes. when Sanguinius mm-hmm. gave his life for the Emperor. Um, and I believe that's the uh, equivalent of Christmas uh, <laughs> in, in 40k. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. Uh, and Lone Wolves, if I remember correctly, is an audio drama for Space Wolves? It's a graphic novel. Graphic novel! Mm. Ah, almost cinched it. Almost. Uh, it's an, uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. In the vein of Demonifuge, an updated graphic novel for Space Wolves. Yes. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Warhammer Underworlds Arena Mortis is coming. Coming? Is it out already? Oh, I think it's out. I think. I think it's yeah. out. No, you're right. It is out. I saw it yeah. last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been. It's been. It's been a crazy week or two in real world events. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. My hobby world is a little out of shape. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's out. Uh, Please let us know how it is. I've not seen anything from it. Mm. I really want this to be a fun, cool, fast multiplayer game mode. So let us know what you think. Um, yeah. I, I do want to see Zarbag go up against the o- Ogor and win, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Because that'd be fun. Um, now, to things I do pay attention to, Necromunda. Forge World is finally catching up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scrutinator Primus Savalin and her Cyber Puppy are available. Uh, they also have rules, uh, unadvertised to, uh, let enforcer gangs take hard case cyber mastiffs, so, like, completely robot dogs nice. as pets. Uh, minor gripe with Necromunda, the rules are kind of scattered all over the place. Upside of Necromunda, it's a cool model and the rules seem nice. Um, 
Yeah, that's how well. The rogue doc and gang lookout are available as a pack for hangers yep. on if you want someone to patch you guys up or keep an eye on your turf. Uh, and Escher upgrade, another Escher upgrade pack of weapons. They have like three or four at this point is available. Mm. Uh, alongside three unique champion sculpts. Yeah. Um, these have been a little controversial because they are priced individually, which means in Australian money, they are $45 each before Ouch. shipping. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's like character, plastic character level or a little cheaper technically, but they're resin. So you've got to work with that. Mm. And they're not they're not multi part plastic kits kind of thing. <laughs> people are people. I think everyone was assuming it would be like a kit, a resin kit with three bodies, but instead yeah. it's three individual unique sculpts being sold separately. Yeah, uh, but they they look fine. They're not yeah. amazing, but they're good. Um, all all the other Necromunda models from Forge Order, Chef's Kiss. So mm-hmm. they're keeping up the quality at least. Uh, and finally. <laughs> Adeptus Titanicus, the next book is Crucible of Retribution. Nice. Nice name. This game continues to get lots of cool support. It I does. cannot wait for them to do Epic. They've oh, got to be working on it. Please. <laughs> please. please. That, that, honestly, it's what it's the one thing holding me back. I mean, I look at, yeah. at Titanicus and think, oh, <laughs> that's so cool. But no, no, I don't have the time for it. And I've said this before, but no. then uh, like, when I, you know, if they went and branched out to proper Epic, even if it was Horus Heresy. <laughs> oh, epic, yeah. Oh, yeah. like, I want, you know, I want my little mini rhinos that, you know, that you oh, get in yeah. a kinder egg. You know, I want it. Oh, <laughs> so- <laughs> dude, I was I was on eBay earlier and I saw um, someone was selling a pack of epic scale hellhounds still in their blister, like oh, little amazing. tiny metal hellhounds. I was like, oh, wish epic was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Could get them for Adeptus Titanicus, but... <laughs> I think the, 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 what a lot of people do, which makes sense, is they just 3D mm. print them. You know that. Oh this, yeah. This day and age, which to be fair, if you've got a nice little, you know, community, or at least you know, you and your friends are up for mm. it, you know, we're like, yeah, should we play some Epic? And you sort of, you, you know, yeah. you could sort of go, oh, go chip in it. on yeah. a 3D printer and you know, just print everyone's mm. armies for them, and then you can play to your heart's content with the old rules because oh, you can still get hold of them. So yeah, mm. one day, one, <laughs> one day, Cameron, one uh, day. We'll, We'll keep beating that wall every oh, episode now. Listen, <laughs> Give us a heck. <laughs> listen, they des- they design all the models on a computer now, right? Yeah. Why not just print them at one-tenth size or give people a, a file for printing them but locked at one-tenth size and say, oh. this is the epic file, you have to pay 20 bucks to access it for this unit or whatever, <laughs> but now you can print as many teeny tiny Necron Warriors or Space Marines or orcs yeah. as you want. I, well, I, I just, I just hope as well is that that we've seen how well their specialist games are doing. The ones mm. that have come back, like you know, the ones that where they've revamped them, you know, Blood Bowl, yeah. Necromunda, things like that, uh, you yeah. know, uh, Aeronautica, where you think, come on, these are doing well. And obviously, Titanicus, I'm presuming, mm. is doing well. I just have it you know, has to be. That. They keep making books for it, <laughs> exactly. So I'm thinking, surely, if you wanted to go, re, you know, properly return, do Epic 40k again. There's mm. got to be a base for it there, you know. People oh, yeah. wanting it, I, I'm I'm adamant. I'd jump in. <laughs> I, I'd get a I'd get a small force. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I see, what you mean. I see what you did there. Um. Yeah, <laughs> cool. But, uh, but yeah, that that's the news. Uh, it's a little less insane, but still yeah. the ninth ninth edition stuff. Oh boy, I'm looking forward to seeing more from yes. ninth edition codexes. Give it to us. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for that, Cameron. 
Cool. No that worries. is all the news. So I think it's time to round off with our second mm. Discord question, which ties into actually something that was in the news. So yes, this comes from Trezellian, Alex. So he asked, well, he, it's, a, it's a statement and then a question at the end. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what he says. I'm amazed the forthcoming Cadian action figure is going to be a Kickstarter. Yes, it's a mm. licensed product, but I'm amazed that GW would allow a company to fund production in this way, unless they are looking at it as some sort of longer-term strategy. They they cannot have failed to see how successful Kickstarter has been for projects like Kingdom Death Monster, Dark Souls, mm. Gloomhaven, etc. All of these companies need to outsource production to China. GW don't. Uh, I can totally see them looking at the specialist games category and pre-funding them through a similar route to market. Question is, do you think this will be a direction they will take? Mm. 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 So, we're talking business now. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> business now. I think this is either a sign of how the company that is going to produce this model is doing, or it's a test. Either yeah. way, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, is it McFarlane doing this one? No, it's not. Is it? No, it's, it's no. something. Wolf Green Wolf something Studios, wolf. or I'm, I apologize. I apologize to the company making this figure. I'm not going to buy one on principle. A, yeah. I don't need. I don't need a very big Cadian on my shelf. I don't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you've heard of Elf on the Shelf? Get ready for Commissar on your something or other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't need him at all. But B, if this is a test by Games Workshop, say, can we get people to pre-order these kind of things? Mm. I don't want that. You've made the design. You've clearly got someone who is able to produce it. Just do what you did with the Bandai Marine and have a set order period before you start production so you know how many to make. If If what you're worried about is, you know, making too many and having leftovers, just do that. Yeah. And like people who want these things will wait for them. That's yeah, fine. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Just do not, do not put specialist games under Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to watch the meter slowly fill up as everyone tries to fund Epic. Like, yes. Games Workshop pays all its taxes. Is a hundred percent self-funded. We've seen the financial report. They're mm-hmm. doing fine. They don't Very need well. Kickstarter projects. No. They don't no. need to kickstart stuff. It's fine. No. I, I I agree. I think that they that the the best they can do, or the, the way as far as they could go, really is similar to like I said the Bandai approach. I think that approach is fine. I like. Mm. I I think I'd actually encourage it more the made to order because you know, like we've said on this show, and obviously a lot of people are vocal online, is that we're mm. tired of these limited edition boxes where you know we've seen them. You know, like we saw with Indominus. Obviously, the good thing is. They did a made-to-order shortly after because, obviously, of how it went. That's perfect. And that's sort of mm. how it sh- – like we said at the time, that's the way it should be going forward. It, you know, we, we've seen it with some of the other boxes, you know, your um, some of your uh, army boxes like your, your – carrying empire and and things like that you know where when that came out it was sold off it was sold out before it even touched the shelves and it's yeah loads of people missed out whereas obviously if you if you put a made to order window like you said cameron Mm. people are are willing to wait you know realistically to get hold of it you know if it's a good price and a good bundle then people that's how you can gauge it because i think like we said before they're getting it wrong <laughs> a lot at mm. the moment uh, in the last year or so especially where they're getting where you know we're seeing some really odd things like we, we 
well, in the sense that we've seen like this, you know, the sisters, I remember the sisters army box, you know, that went, yeah. you know, it was flying off the shelves, but then yeah. you look at the Lumineth one and they've had loads of copies kicking around. And obviously that's what they're frightened of. They don't want mm. lots of inventory hanging around, yes. which I get because obviously they're, especially how quick they're churning stuff out. And then, you know, so they, what I say is they're getting it wrong. We're seeing stuff that you think would be popular uh, not being as popular, but then stuff where they're not making enough of it because of how popular yeah. it is, which obviously is very difficult to gauge. You know, that's you know, it's number crunching. Yeah. It's there's a department for it somewhere in GW that that works this out, and obviously, unfortunately, mm. again, it's slightly wrong. So I I, I get um, I get their nervousness with things mm. like where they don't want to just go hell to metal and then have loads of stuff hanging around because obviously as we know the reason they're doing so well is they are quite a cautious company you know they do things they do things at their pace which at the moment is very quick but they do things how they want to do it like you know even the things the social media they're sort of slowly doing it you know we've just you know we've had a youtube channel for a few years but there's no there's no commenting on it. And, you know, we're mm. just branching out to Twitter in the last year. So they, like I said, they, they, they want to do things on their terms, which is, is one of their strengths arguably, because that's how, how they're yeah. keeping afloat and, and, you know, they're probably in their most successful period they've ever been financially. So mm. you're right. They can't, they, they shouldn't go this Kickstarter route, but I think if they think more highly of the made to order and, and again, we mm. should see it like, like we saw with, you know, with the, um, with the you know Sergeant Ripper, you know Ripper Jackson, where it's like, yeah, you know, okay, you've got a set period, you can go in and you can order it, and that's what we should mm. see more with you know people. People like limited stuff, but people don't like limited stuff. You yeah, know, it, yeah. It, in 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 that sense, that you know, with this, think of how many models, and we've spoken about this before, where there's things like you know your your Stormcast and your Marine, you know, specialist ones, where oh, you, you've got to go to a new store to, to yeah. get hold of that model I'm like yeah. there's never going to be a new store near me i've, I've already no. got one it's yeah not, you exactly know, so there should be you know they should just do it go you know what here's a week or two you and you can go and order it and then and yeah. then people will order more and then they'll be hanging around on ebay and at more reasonable prices so if you miss out mm. you'll probably get one at a reasonable price you know so it just it, yeah it, it's win-win they make their money and we oh, get the molds we want. <laughs> yeah, like they, they've already made the molds. They've paid yeah. the designer. Yep. You might as well print as many as people want. Mm. <laughs> yeah. As it were. Like, on, honestly, I think for big box releases, it should just be we've made this amount. They go up for order, but everyone knows for the next two weeks you can make to order one. Yeah. Like, if it goes out of stock, you're going to have to wait a while, but you will get one if you really want it. Exactly. Like, and, 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 and it's so like much they, easier. Exactly. <laughs> and, we, and we see it with um, Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings, where they, they mm. cycle them. All of a sudden, you know, I know they've not merely done it for a while, but that's probably because of the whole world situation. But remember, they've done it where mm. all of a sudden these models come back for a few weeks and you can go and yeah. you know, they'll, they'll re, you know, they'll manufacture them again uh, for this period. And I, and, and that's what they could do. Like it, like again, it's a simple thing. But for example, they're you know talking about you know the new uh, Space Marine Codex. There's that Primaris mm. uh, captain with the plasma pistol and power yes. fist. That's part you know one of the loadouts, which is based mm. on a model that is part of a limited edition. I think it's an, a new store one. I can't remember the what yeah. criteria it's part of. But okay, you can kit bash your own. You know that's not the end of the world. Yeah. But if you want that really nice model, which a lot of people do. Again, you just can't get hold of it, and you're just thinking, mm. just 
like over out of nowhere just for a couple of weeks put that like you said they've got the mold for it they have to to, yeah, to have made yeah. it so just you know people like you're, you're, you're holding you're holding <laughs> yeah, make more you're holding people back from making that out in something that's in your your biggest codex of all the space marine codex mm. it's like that would fly off the shelf if people had the option to buy it but again if you did it made to order it's it that you've got nothing to lose because you'll know exactly how many you need to make and mm. you'll get you'll make your money on it it's it, uh, you know I, yeah. I don't know i i suppose in my head i'm like i don't know where the shortfall is i'm like like as in no. why are they not yeah. doing it where where what what where what am i missing <laughs> change yeah. change takes time they'll get there yeah listen yeah. to us games workshop give us the thing we want um all right i think we've we've made our point clear they know what yes. to do now exactly <laughs> you're listening in gw you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, we know what we need to do now, and that's uh, wrap up the show. Because, like I said, mm. that's been uh, the end of episode 63. It's been a right laugh, as, as always. Oh, and, uh, yes. <laughs> plenty of new shiny gubbins on the way, uh, both yep. in our <laughs> our own lives and of you guys <laughs> as well, of all the lovely new stuff that's on the way, as always. So, yes. Cameron, before we sign off, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, come find me there for cat photos, politics, memes, all kinds of fun, interesting things. Twitter <laughs> was an interesting place to be the last few days. It's a good place to hang out. Mm. Um, you can, if you're more interested in my modeling and stuff, uh, I promise at some point I'll update my Instagram at realm underscore and underscore ruin. You can find me there. Excellent. Excellente. And you can find me also on Twitter at NinjaBadger7. And you can also find our beautiful, lovely podcast on there as well. It's our main social media platform at Realm and Ruin. So catch Ooh. us on there. And as mentioned at the start of the show, as always, you've got our lovely Discord server and the multiple yes. links of other things of shiny gubbins. So <laughs> uh, that's been this episode. Uh, again, big reminder. You know, get yes. on to reading the Infinite and the Divine for yes. next month. Obviously, it's up for pre-order now as we record this, so get on it so mm-hmm. you can uh, enjoy it along with us next month. And yeah, uh, yeah I think that's about it. So, yeah, uh, as always, be good to each other. Don't tell mm-hmm. people how to enjoy their hobby. Just enjoy yes. yours and and be good with everything. And as always, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Ta-ra!